Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? At the Burlington... Um, the, the, no idea what the f*** just happened. East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. How about those friggin' pirates? It's a me, a man, a Garcia. Go Pirate Radio. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a free beer football Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930, online, pr927fm.com. And we hope you will join us today. Been having a fun week with you chatters on youtube and facebook so drop on by and hang out with us for the next three hours here on pirate radio live i love little milestones here we have made it to nfl preseason friday our first one of the year so congratulations to all that have made it and a moment of silence for those who didn't but man uh exciting to have football on the tv last night and uh, we'll have some football to watch tonight and to follow. We'll let you know when you can see Pirates on the field this weekend coming up on today's program. We got Shirley Rhodes in the house, the only one, sadly, participating in Hawaiian Shirt Friday. Shirley, I'm sorry that we left you out on a uh, ledge here. It's not fair to you, and I apologize. You know, it is what it is. Tis what it is. Joey is ready for his modeling gig in the Pirate Radio catalog. Oh, appreciate it. Appreciate wearing it. his button-up and hat today, looking sharp. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, looking great over there. We've got some dude just hanging out in Studio B, and that is former Pirate Radio employee, employee CJ Schaefer, who is just hanging out. Hey, CJ. Hey. Good to see you, buddy. He's in town for a wedding. Um... I was going to say a Tupac line, but I didn't. It's got a cuss word in it. Uh, CJ, glad to have you here with us. Chandler, always happy to see you to my left in the Pirate Radio studios. How you doing, Chan, man? Happy Friday, Clipper. HF to my MF. To my MF. My friend, Chandler Honeycutt. We were up late last night. Yes, I, I was. Watching a, uh, a pirate. We'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, Shirley, can you... Make Steve Hill happy real quick. Sure. Gosh. All right, here we go. A lot of requests today. Clampo! Burgly. 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 Go Gator! Go Gator! I'm a former long snapper. I'm a former long snapper. It was in the men's section. It was in the men's section. My guy. My guy. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Rick Flair. Woo! Rick Flair. Woo! Swinging dingers. Swinging dingers. I don't care about the weather. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Got a little taco meat on my chest. Got a little taco meat on my chest. Ty? Ty? Hi. Ty? Superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. And we might have to do this one on our own, Chandler. Clamp down. Clamp down. Clamp down. The 
clamp down the bell the clamp down clan will be back come ecu women's basketball season steve great to have you oh no oh that makes me sick oh there's a couple more all right That was pretty good, the first one you did. Local politics, bud. Do we have that by itself? If we not... We do, but I don't have it loaded up. We do have a treat for you today, though. Yeah, we got a real treat. Pike has liked the stream. We appreciate that. He said, enjoy seeing Holton do well last night, listening from North Myrtle Beach. Thank you, Pike, for uh, your consistency, checking us out and liking us here on Pirate Radio. Tyler says, hey, CJ, get him in Studio A. I mean, we pretty much do whatever the chat tells us to do. So, CJ, if you want to come sit near you. Come can. on in, CJ. It's up to you. He didn't look too excited about it. Huh. Jamie says, Big away, biggest takeaway from last night, Broncos wish they still had Drew Locke. Are you sure? Is that a lock? Uh, <laughs> uh, he played a lot. I can say that. There's, there's a pirate right there getting his only catch for two yards. Blake Prohl. Blake Prohl, one catch, two yards last night for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Um, Drew Locke was in there a long time. Thought he'd never leave, actually, and was glad to finally see him throw a touchdown and get out of there so Holton Aylers could come in. And Holton came in and did a thing. Uh, first snap, Chandler, under center. Fumbalaya, Fumbalinski. Oh, no. And then I was like, all right, he's fine. He I kind of liked it. It was like, go he ahead got, and get that out of the it, way. It, it, I agree with you. You said it off the air all ago. He got it out of the way. I don't know if that was just a center quarterback miscommunication or I didn't know if maybe Holton had the jitters because he waited forever to get in the game, but he got that out of the way. He was able to get the ball uh, and, uh, and secure it, and then he was able to do what Holton Aylers does, and that is uh, – tote the rock oh man some great runs what's my favorite play in football channel quarterback draw the quarterback draw on third and long <clears throat> let your big quarterback run down the field the seas parted picked up the first down lowered the boom a couple of times on the runs which i don't know oh, if uh if he, pete carroll wants but he was not wanting to slide yeah I, I mean he was he was like that at east carolina he didn't want to slide he wanted to take the contact and get the most yards he could get oh remember he used to do like the butt cheek slide where he it he was couldn't like slide awkward yeah. he, it was a very weird it's two slide. little butt I, cheeks yeah they were big though but now we we knew that holton can run and we know he's been working out we even said that he looks a little slimmer when yeah. he was in studio maybe a month or two ago um it looks like he's gotten a little faster on his feet he looks uh he looks like he's gained some speed he looks spry he looks very spry to me spry guy cj Welcome to Studio A. I appreciate it. Thanks welcome for the back. invite. You watched yeah, Holden last back. night? I did. Um, I got a text when he went in. Uh, I was I was trying to keep up with it, but we got through, I don't know, a quarter and a half, and I just thought, like, you know, maybe he's not getting in, um, which I think we talked before you guys <coughs> came in here. Um, said you weren't sure if he was going in either, so... I was not alone there. I knew he was getting in. I just didn't well, know when. I thought it would be a lot earlier. Here's here's my fault. I thought to myself, okay, when I saw Luke, when I saw Drew Locke go in and start the game, which I kind of had a feeling Geno Smith wasn't going to be playing. I thought to myself, all right, here's a weird situation. They've only got three quarterbacks. 
your starters out, so you're you're only going to play two quarterbacks. I thought I thought Drew Locke was going to play the first half, and then Holt Naylor's was going to start the second half and play the whole second half. As did I. And then Drew Locke just kept coming in. And I kept love coming in and kept coming in. I just love the thought of the Chandler's brain working in overdrive, saying, "All right, that's three quarterbacks. We're not going to play one." So that you leaves just, us. You just, all right, congrats, buddy. You just flipped off the. That people. leaves us with two. Now we got two left. There's four quarters in football. You divide that by two, you got two halves of football. One and one half. Like that. I mean, you came. I bet. Do were you, you have to be like this? Were you excited? Do you have to be like this? <laughs> Do you have to be like this? No, sorry. I apologize. Unnecessary. That, I haven't brought. I haven't brought that term. Was that unnecessary? I haven't brought that term out in a while. No. Unnecessary. CJ, I'm sorry you had to see this. But that was know, pretty unnecessary, though. Chandler's right. But is, is it weird though? I think we've talked about this. That it's weird that they're only they only have three quarterbacks, and a lot in preseason you see like four different quarterbacks for different teams. Yeah. And the I hope. Are like these are our three guys, especially with this new rule that like, you can have three quarterbacks. They're like, this is our three guys. Yeah, and hopefully at this point they don't pick them anybody. They roll with their three, and that is great news for old Nailers because this year the third quarterback can be on the roster and not count against the roster, which would be not only good for his chances to be a part of the team and everything, but also his uh, wallet, his paycheck goes up. Absolutely, when you're not on the practice squad, when you're on the actual roster. All right. Um, Let's see. Let's hear the, the uh, touchdown, Shirley. Minnesota Vikings radio network call. They were excited. Hopefully we can get a nice play here for Noah Jindor. As Ehlers just throws up basically a punt, and it's caught by Landers inside the 10, and he walks into the end zone. What are we doing here? Matt Landers, undrafted rookie from Arkansas. He scores a touchdown on a pass that was thrown up basically like a punch and it's a 30-yard touchdown uh yeah the minnesota uh they were pretty complimentary uh complimentary of Holt nailers as he runs the quarterback draw here on second and 13 on for a big game and gets excited does a little pump up as he should his teammates like it uh jamie says holton was classic holton threw it up maybe a touchdown maybe an interception uh he said i felt like i was watching old ecu games and yeah, and got rocked, rocked, got absolutely rocked when he let go of the football. You know what that means to Holden? Absolutely nothing. He got He's a dog. Up. Luke says he must have saw something good on that throw. Looked like he was having fun out there too. Uh yeah, you can argue this depending on your perspective. Was it a dumb throw? Maybe because we see a lot of those in with a DB just sitting there waiting for the ball. Or was it a, a back shoulder? And first of all, the receiver made a great play on it to stop, catch the ball, run in for a touchdown. So I don't know. I, I didn't hear anything after the game from Pete Carroll. We'll talk to Morgan Ehlers later, and we'll see if uh, see what Holton told him after that play yeah. from last night. Uh, he was a proud papa watching Holton Ehlers run the ball and throw his first professional touchdown. Uh, let's see. Eric says Chandler... <laughs> There's another first down. Chandler whipped out the toes to count. This little piggy went under center. <laughs> this little piggy dropped the pigskin. <laughs> Pretty good, Eric. Pretty good. Uh, Randolph in the house. What's up, Randolph? Oh, by the way, I've got a request. I, 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 it's my request. Saw Randolph last night. Randolph. It, hey, it's our boy's birthday. Who's? Tomorrow. Randolph? Yep. 
Can we sing happy birthday to Randolph? I'll tell him we Tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> should we should we do it uh, yeah a quick one alright CJ you in yeah why not alright All right, Randolph Joey, here we Joey, go Red. I told you we would do it can we sing it uh, cumpleaños feliz alright how about we do the yeah. uh, English <laughs> no, we how, how about we do the English version and then we'll let you do the uh, Spanish version alright All right. one to the two to the three to the four happy birthday to you happy birthday to you Happy birthday, dear Randolph. Dad's birthday, recovered by the 49ers. That's beautiful. All right, uh, can we enter your little cumpleaños feliz? Cumpleaños feliz. Cumpleaños feliz. Cumpleaños feliz. Cumpleaños feliz. Woo! You know, it's easy when you just repeat the same thing over and over. I mean, we, we could have done that ourselves. All right. Happy birthday to the Randolph man. Uh, Russ says, happy birthday, Dirty Randy. <laughs> Is that his nickname? Dirty Randy. <laughs> Russ. Dirty Randy. I like it. I, I, love, like I it. love when people give people random nicknames. Randolph. I kind of did it with Patrick Mason. I just started calling him P. Mason, and now everybody calls him P. Mason. Now it sticks. I want to say, did we give Gully the Gully name? I don't think I he, think we did. I know. And now his Twitter handle is Gully Sports. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we did that. Gully. Yeah. What's up, Gully? And I, every time I see him out at ECU football practice, I, I say, what's up, Gully? Jerry says that would be a charge of $99.99 for singing happy birthday. Yeah, Randolph, just uh, we'll get your credit card information. Or if you just want to drop by um, Bunt Cakes, Bunt cakes. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll eat them. All right. Let's get to our Fleet Feet Rundown. CJ, how are your, uh, your puppies doing these days? And by puppies, I mean feet. Before wrestling in the Attitude Era, puppies meant feet. Yeah, and then I, Jerry uh, Lawler yeah, turned it into something different. I thought <laughs> that's where my mind went, and I... How oh, those puppies do it? <laughs> How are your feet, man? They feeling good? They're feeling all right. Well, it's very important for your feet. I mean, think about yeah. it. You're using your feet more than any other part of yeah, your body. They could day. certainly use an improvement. Yeah. And you know what could help you? The right shoes. Right. For your feet. And you can find those at Fleet Feet, locally owned and operated by ECU alum Chris Lunyon. Feet, Fleet Feet of Greenville provide solutions through one-on-one service. I can't stress that enough. You're not going to go there and you got this dude who's wearing a referee shirt for some reason and he's like, need anything? He doesn't even really care if, if you need anything or not. And you're like, yeah, you got these in a 10. He's like, I'll check. Goes back there, starts chatting with his buddy, probably brings out a nine and a half. No, none of this stuff happens at Fleet Feet. Can I say half AWS? Please do. They don't half ass it there. That's right. They hold it. The whole shebang bang. <laughs> Fleet Feet has the tools and technology to get you in the right shoe, including a 3D foot scanner that measures arch height, arch width, and more. Go see them at 207 East Arlington Boulevard in the old Gordon's Golf location. Fleet Feet, they run for you. And that is music to my ears. Yes, sir. All right. It's local politics, bud. Local politics, bud. What, what, what are we going to do, vote? All right. It is well known here at Pirate Radio. That the only reason Holton Naylor's started quarterback for East Carolina is because his dad was the PA announcer, and the P and I've learned this doing some PA at ECU. 
the PA announcer for a university has more power than you can imagine. It's basically like being the president of the United States. Yeah, I mean, you're you're ahead of the AD, you're ahead of chancellor. the chancellor. Like you control it all. So now, just as doing part time, like myself, Shirley Chandler have CJ. You ever do a PA for anything? Not for EC, but for others. Oh, okay. So you you have power in other areas. Yes, wow. over high schools. <laughs> okay. Um, we haven't had the full grasp of power that uh, that a Morgan Aylers has. Um, but for those that don't know what I'm talking about, there were a lot of a lot of comments like that 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 for some reason people thought that Mike Houston would say, "I don't care about winning." I don't care about my family, my future, my job. I'm going to start this guy at quarterback because his dad's the PA announcer and because he's from Greenville. That was an – I could not wrap my brain around that. Um, it's but crazy how people think. I think Larry in Texas is the poster child of this conspiracy theory, and uh, we heard it in 2021 on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show, and surely I would love to relive that call again. All right, Larry is up in Texas. Hey, Larry. Hey, how y'all doing? All right. Doing good, man. I'm going to tell you something right now. We got to make tough decisions when it comes down to who we are playing when it comes to college football. And I mean, no disrespect. I love East Carolina University through and through. I'm a pirate to the day I die. But when you get guys on the radio that are homers to this university, whose kids play at the university, there's got to be a bias. And y'all know it. Y'all know it. We got beat by a freshman quarterback who is he weighs less, shorter, and he got it done. And we got a four-star athlete. Have Can, can any of y'all name me a four-star athlete that we have on this team that we've uh, recruited other than Mason Garcia? Well, what, what point are you trying to make that we're the ones playing Holt Nailers every week? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that we've got to look to the future in the transfer portal. That What's that got to do with us, though? We don't make the calls on that. No, we don't. But, I mean, if you get people calling in and complaining and just, you know, venting, that's what I'm doing right now, right? Yeah. Don't get upset. Don't get upset when, when we got, you know, you know. I'm trying to understand your point. I don't have anything to do with Holt Naylor starting. And I don't. You don't, but there's the politics of local Greenville. And you get folks that come in that, you know, air on the show whose kids play for the team. And I, I love Holton, but, I mean, at some point in time, we just got to figure out what's the future. Uh, Shane Carden came in when we were downtrodden in 2011, third game of the year against South Carolina, played terrible, and ended up being Shane Carden, who is a legend at ECU. And if we squander potential because of – hometown politics and local love you it's going to hurt us. It's going to hurt us. And the transfer portal is serious. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I think the best players should play. We just said earlier in the year we thought we should see Mason Garcia more than we have. But I still I, I still don't believe that Mike Houston I mean, Mike Houston has his family to think about his future to think about I don't think he cares who the PA announcer for ECU is. I just I can't believe that. I, so so I, I I agree and disagree, uh, and I mean well, that's interesting because because that the same thing is uh, you know when you're the head coach at ECU and you make decisions. I mean we ran out Ruffin McNeil because of uh, because of vocal 
vocal people. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Well, people with money, yeah. I, I think you think Morgan... But, that, but that's at every college football you, team you in the country. I think you think Morgan Ehlers has more clout and more money than he actually does. Or more, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, and and you, you guys' defense is, is, is a pure example of that. But my point is, is we ran out a good head coach because we thought our money was bigger than our pocket was. Uh, our mouth was bigger than our pocket was. And the, the point is, is we, we have never had a four-star recruit like we have in Mason Garcia... And if we don't look to the future, we risk losing the future of ECU. I love Holton. I think he's a great quarterback. But when you make decisions like when you have a wide-open pylon and you could run 10 yards and you lose pounds to get faster and you don't run and you throw the ball that could have been the difference in a game, I mean, that's tough. That's tough to swallow. And then when you look at, like, little decisions that are just, my God, like, how, how do you do this? How do you, how do you, how do, you do this? And, and he's not a bad quarterback, but my point is, is we have to look to the future. We have to think about the future. We don't have to look at Greenville anymore. We have to look to who is going to take us. And we have a four-star recruit. We've never had a four-star recruit. And we got one. And we're going to risk losing it if we don't start getting smart. All right. Well, you know what? Let me let me just say something about the four-star recruit thing. Four stars means nothing. Mason Garcia has not done anything yet at East Carolina, and until he does well, something on the field, those four stars mean nothing. So Larry's just just throwing is, it out there to put a guy on the field just because he's got four stars. We haven't we haven't seen him to we, we to haven't see seen those four stars yet. And, and Cliff, I totally agree. That's the thing. We we four stars don't mean nothing. We we, we well, that was Billy. Our, we make our money. We make our money out of doing more with less. Right? We've always have. Yeah. Chip on our shoulder. That's what we do. But when you get a four-star one time, one time, and you don't give a chance or you, you hinder that opportunity, I hear you. you're going to be left with what could have been. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, that's a, that's a coach thing. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. to point the finger at, like, hey, hey, a, a pirate radio host is kind of weird. Hey, but but Mason Garcia's dad don't get to don't get to come on uh, pirate radio. <laughs> he could if he wanted to. If he hey, look, we, 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 <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. Okay, I'm just I'm just saying. There's no shade. I'm just being honest. <laughs> I love pirates through and through. I love Holton. Uh, you know, I. Morgan is a great game announcer. I understand you're frustrated with the play. We've talked about the the, the lack of plays tonight. We get it, man. I understand. I got you. But when do we when do we move on and when do we go? What the when the coaches decided, Larry? I can't make that decision. Neither can you. What do you not understand about that? There's local politics, bud. God, <laughs> what? I don't, what do we do? Go out and vote. <laughs> you know what I do too. You do it. I know it. You know what? You can't put you can't put somebody on air and you can't say that we don't support you 100% and your son 100% if you don't want to play the other guy. You can't do it. You, and Mike Houston is handcuffed. Mike Houston is handcuffed. No, Mike Houston's not Mike handcuffed. Mike Houston don't that's, give a that's, damn no. about pirate radio. He's no. not. It, he doesn't care about. But if Mike Houston but if Mike Houston was to play Mason Garcia next week, he said Mason Garcia is my starting quarterback next week. What would local Greenville radio, what would, what would pirate radio, what would local folks do? They would lose their mind. No, nah, I don't agree with that. No, you don't. No, nah, I don't agree with that. 
I, I don't agree with that. If Mike Houston was to make, if Mike Houston was to make the decision right now after tonight's game and said, you know what, next week, well, not next week, next game, Mason Garcia is going to be our starting quarterback, then we would see what would happen. I mean, that's just the bottom line. I I don't see where the uproar would be. Um, you know, I mean, we get a lot of calls and comments, Larry, every game that though, about say, benching yeah, about, Holt about yeah, we I have mean, we have people saying you're that not the time. only person like that wants to see different quarterback play. But I'm just saying, would y'all have Morgan on every week if it wasn't Morgan hosts the high school huddle and he joins me to talk football, and Morgan would do his high school show. If he would like to come on as a guest on my show, he can. If he chose not to, he doesn't. Huh? That was a great touchdown by AM and the quarterback, sir. Well, we got to go, Larry. We, we got more calls, but. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just I know you're just okay. saying. You said it. Go Pirates. All right. We got we got to look to the future. All right. Y'all take care. The local politics, bud, call I in forgot. all its glory. Hadn't listened to the whole call in a while. Yeah. And the thing is, I mean, I, I understood his point. He wants to see better quarterback play. And if he would have just stuck with that part, it'd have been a fine call. And we're like, well, you know, maybe maybe we'll see a quarterback change. But you but and kept, Morgan Aylers have the power over everybody. That's where I, I that's where the disconnect was. Like does he I guess he doesn't he's not aware that Morgan Aylers is a pirate radio personality where he has his own show. He talks to hot local high school coaches on a. On He's a high not. School Larry's not aware of a lot of how a lot of things work. But I love how he kept saying, I, "I'm not throwing shade." That was the most shade thrown in one call I've ever heard. I'll say this clip. I have never heard that full call before, but I want to commend you because I've heard you lose your cool at people for a lot less. Oh yeah, I, I felt was like surprised. And like again, like part of his comments, I was like, "Yeah, I hear you. I, I understand. We gotta," but. Obviously, when he says the same thing for the tenth time, right? When I'm really trying to wrap up the call and end on a, a positive note. But you were respectful about it, and I'd like to shake your hand for that. Hey, you got it. I want to shake his hand. Thank you. Um, that was fun. That somehow simultaneously made me very excited for the fifth quarter and absolutely dreading the fifth quarter all at the same time. Well, but it's gonna be fun. It's always fun. I mean, I'm ready for Joey's first uh, fifth quarter. They get fun. You're going to enjoy it. Yeah. So I'm assuming, like, because I've never actually watched the fifth quarter before. Thanks for being a fan. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so Thank you. Do you get to, like, say what? Not obviously within the parameters of YouTube and Facebook, but, like, do you get to just go back and forth with the fans? Or? Now, the point of the show to me is for people to call in vent get their thoughts out or celebrate if they ask us a question i'll answer it but usually we've got calls lined up from start to two two and a half hours and so we get through the call we, we say get your call in go ahead make your point and we'll get to the next one so i don't interject a lot okay this year we will have marcus crandall jason nichols um, so we'll have football questions for the guys. If they have a question, they can answer it. If they want to get into a discussion, we'll do that. But I try to just direct traffic yeah, yeah. and say, Larry, you're on. Captain Bill, you're on. Colin LaGrange, you're up. Uh, that's what I like to do. And there's some callers that will say literally just maybe a 20 seconds of what they of their point and say, all right, I'm going to hang up and, and be done. Okay. Then there's people that might ask Clip a, a question. Say, Clip, what do you think about this? Or right. in last year's case, Billy Weaver, what do you have to say? And then they might we get into a discussion. But yeah, the 
the, I guess the the goal is to get your point out and just hang up the phone and let the next person go. Yeah, and it's uh, our most popular program. No people doubt about it. love it. We've got maybe we'll try to get the chat more involved because people are having their own show in the Facebook chat. That was fun. And last YouTube year. chat. Yeah, and they start going at each other, and it just gets wild. And it's not all like we have had absolute freaking parties after big wins pirate victories it is the most fun two three four hours you'll have uh celebrating a pirate win with pirate fans so yeah uh we are fired up for another year of the u.s sailor fifth quarter calling show that was a great fifth quarter promo right there uh, fifth quarter friday Mm-hmm, yeah, because mm-hmm. I actually have seen the show. I just wanted you guys to. You ain't no, you ain't seen this show. Name three fifth quarter uh, uh, fifth quarter call in regulars. And folks, we gotta go to break here. And... You gonna pee on me and tell me it's raining, Joey? I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Speaking of which, guess who will join us? Billy Weaver. Billy Weaver. Willie Beaver. We'll be right here on Pirate Radio. Sweet. Leave it to Weaver. We'll talk some football the with Weave when we return after these words. We want to You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Wally's 2 Kettle Corn in Winterville is where you can find the tastiest popcorn around. Make it a movie night at home with Wally's 2 Kettle Corn. They have over 50 flavors to choose from, including classics like cheddar, caramel, or Chandler's favorite, better butter, or specialty flavors such as Chicago style, wintergreen mix, and specialty, oh, excuse me, MJ's uh, cheesecake. Wally's 2 also caters. If you're hosting a party or event, satisfy your company with delicious popcorn. Check them out on Facebook or stop by and see Wally today on Fire Tower Road, right across from Sam Jones Barbecue. Wally's to Kettle Corn. Make it a poppin' day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, it's on and poppin'. Welcome back to Pirate Radio Live here on a free beer football Friday. Talk about a fantasy football coming up in hour number two. We'll talk to Morgan Ehlers, controller of it all, the puppet master, in hour number three as well as Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show. Right now, we'll head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and talk to fifth quarter co-host and our old friend billy weaver joins us for the first time in a while weave how you doing man doing great man getting ready for some football and i can't believe it's like well actually here (laughs) uh we have seen holt nailers throw a touchdown pass so uh yeah football (laughs) is here uh we'll talk some pirate football but how about that uh late last night early this morning we've uh holt nailers gets in boy pirate fans waited a long time Watched a lot of uh, Minnesota Vikings broadcast on NFL Network and saw more Drew Locke and Seahawks and Vikings than they wanted to, but uh, finally got what they wanted, and that's Holt Naylor's going in. And first drive, couple of good runs, and a touchdown pass. It was awesome to see. Yeah, and speaking of the Minnesota broadcast, they were pretty high on Holt Naylor's and were impressed. So that's 
that's good, I guess, when the opposing team has got uh, team broadcasters have good things to say. But yeah, man, it was nice to see Holt Naylor. It's funny when you say that, you know. We're into football season, and we've already seen Holt Naylor's throw a touchdown pass. You're so used to hearing that, um, you know, in, in the form of pirate football because it seems like it's been forever since there's been a quarterback at ECU other than Holt Naylor's. Uh, obviously going through COVID and the extended seasons and the fifth year and this and that. and um, So, yeah, it's it, it very cool, though, and um, – I was I was talking to Brian Meador on the phone earlier today, just kind of catching up with him. Which, by the way, we were talking about we need to get together for a a uh, yes another press box at, at at some point, and he's he's on board. So we definitely need to do that in the near future. But we were just kind of uh, you know shooting the stuff around and just talking about different things, and you know I asked him if he had watched last night and. We were, we're on the same page, and I'm wondering if you're on the same page with this. I told him that I think the best job in professional sports is a backup quarterback for like 10 years, and then you get out of the NFL and you go either into the broadcast booth or into coaching, and that's like the perf, that's like perfect. You, you, you save your sanity, uh, your health, you get paid a ton of cash. You're in a great position. And uh, what could be better? And we've talked about this, Weave, but the new rule, and I've talked about this with Holden personally, is, is huge for him. The fact that teams can now carry three quarterbacks and it won't go against their roster and you get you could get be on the practice squad of course but in this case you are you're on the roster so your salary takes a major bump just for that so if he can make this team and be that third quarterback that would be huge for him and i agree with your with your sentiment too we've um, if you're the backup quarterback you get to stay in football you get to keep your health you get a fat paycheck and uh, like you said a lot of those guys come out on the other side still in the game uh, from an announcing standpoint so uh, he's off to a good start in his career and uh, glad he could make some plays last night for for Pete Carroll's guys yeah now not pigeonholing him and saying he's going to be a backup quarterback the rest of his life because that's not but that's the situation he's in right now embrace it love it um and and man you're playing in the NFL you're you're playing with the best of the best the world's best and in the the most popular sport in America um all eyes are on you every every Sunday or Thursday or whatever night it happens to be that you're playing uh you know Monday night or whatever but it, I mean, you, you couldn't ask for better than that. And I, I know Holton's happy. I know he's not content. That's for sure. He's not. He doesn't have that in his DNA. He's going to work as hard as he can uh, to be a starting quarterback at some point in the NFL. Whether or not that comes to fruition, well, you know that remains to be seen. But I, I'm just very happy for Holton because I, I don't think it could it could happen to a better young man than Holton. He's got his head on straight. Always has been. Uh, and I wish them all the best. And, and it, it'll be fun to have another team to kind of keep a check on, on on Sundays. Yeah, and uh, we'll be keeping an eye this weekend on the 49ers. I say Winstead's been making some plays for them. Ryan Jones uh, with the Giants. Keaton Mitchell, of course, with Baltimore. Good to see Blake Prohl 
get in the box score last night with the catch. So talked to uh, Bailey earlier this week, Weave, and he said, yeah, we went kind of through a dry spell where there just weren't many Pirates to follow in the pros. And these guys are doing all they can to, to make their teams right now. But it will be some fun preseason watching to keep an eye on these guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's always fun to keep up with the ECU guys. And, you know, uh, Keaton Mitchell was getting some headlines. I know he was getting some talk and buzz about him, uh, you know, and Blake Pearl. I, it's it's fun fun to follow him just because of the story behind him and his music career. And, you know, he's he's got something definitely to fall back on, and, and that's, that's really cool. It's just cool to keep up with these guys because it's guys that you watch – you know, and, and some of us not only just watching, you know, during their four or five years or whatever it is in college football, but in the case of Holt Naylor's, man, I, you know, I've watched this guy play sports since he was a little kid, you know, hitting home runs at Elm Street Park uh, in Greenville. And, you know, I, I remember him, you know, playing basketball against my son in the rec leagues when they were little. And, and I say that because everybody else was little and Holton was the biggest kid on the basketball court. But, you know, just watching him progress through his career and his life in athletics is really cool. And like I said, just following these guys uh, in general is a lot of fun. Billy Weaver joining us. We will be a part of our team this season. Uh, Going to be doing about half of the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in shows. And Weave, uh, you have been a great partner on that. So uh, kind of bummed we can't get you for the full year, but I'll, I'll take what I can get with you. And i uh, excited to have you on board uh, doing some games this year on Pirate Radio. Hey, I appreciate it. And I know that I had put in my my year notice last year yeah. going to Michigan. However, what doesn't look like I'm going to go. What? So I will be out. Yeah, it was. Now, listen, listen, just listen to my reasoning here. So if I were able to go by and I, I don't even know if I should say this on the air, because if my wife hears this, she might raise an eyebrow. Uh-uh. I, I got to be honest. I got to be honest that if I were going by myself, uh, and it was a one-man band kind of trip, or I was going with, like, a buddy who was paying his way, and I was paying my way, and we were going to have, you know, a uh, cool weekend in Michigan, kind of bucket list thing, I'd still do it. Problem is, <laughs> when I want to go, wife wants to go, daughter, oh, yeah. you're, not, you're not going without me. <laughs> and stepdaughter, well, I want to go if Caitlin's going, and blah, 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 and that's fine. In, in like, you know, bizarro world. But in Billy's world, it's like, well, I got to pay now for four flights <laughs> or outrageously amount, uh, uh, outrageous price tickets. Oh, man. Two, two hotel rooms, because we can't all be in one hotel room. Uh, meals, yeah, so it, it became like, you know, a trip to Hawaii I could take <laughs> to Michigan. So that, I mean, that is the, as honest as I can be about it. So it just became a numbers game where it was just going to be too expensive for me to check that one off the bucket list. Um, and to be completely honest with you, if I, I know this is going to be, this one's going to sting too, but if I thought that was a game that East Carolina was going to go up there and win, I would, I would, you know, it'd be different too. And I know I'm going to get heat for that. Now, I didn't say they couldn't win, but odds are that they're going to take an L in that one. And I say that because we talked about this last year. If you think Michigan is going to allow another team from North Carolina to come up there and get national headlines like App State did, you're sorely mistaken. 
because that's that's probably been the talk of their preseason, their off season, and they're they're going to be ready for East Carolina. They really are. So anyway, that maybe has a little bit to do with it as well. And like I said, don't please don't take people don't take that as I'm not rooting for East Carolina. I am one hundred thousand percent rooting, and I hope I am dead wrong saying that they're not going to win that game. But you know, I'm a realist as well. So. Well, for what it's worth, leave you. Uh, you're probably right, or you could be missing out on the greatest upset and greatest win in ECU football history. We shall see. Now, see, I thought I <laughs> thought of that angle too. Now, if if I had a crystal ball, like I said, I'd yeah. pay anything to see that. The the price would not be a problem at all. Um, so yeah, but and like I said, man, I hope I'm wrong. I would love nothing more them to see East Carolina win that game and on top of that be there when it happens but you know that that's a that's a tough mountain to climb we've uh, out of the TV sports business of course so you're an outsider from that regard but you've got a lot of friends and people that you know and people are very good sources uh, inside that ECU football program so you're kind of half in half out when it comes to being an insider so what have you I don't know what are your thoughts on what you've seen from fall camp from people you're talking to uh, your expectation for this pirate football team this year well, um, I've actually talked to a, a couple of the coaches that are very high on, um, you know, the team and, and, and the, I guess you could say the, um, the attitude going into this year as far as, you know, replacing guys. Um, I, I, I hear Mason Garcia has, you know, he's finally got his shot. This is, this is a kid that's been waiting around for a long time. There was, talk so much about, you know, is he going to leave? Is he going to get in the transfer portal? And he had every opportunity to do that, but he, he stuck it out. He really did. So now is his time to shine. Uh, and from what I understand, he's been making the best of, of his situation in, in camp. Uh, nice to see Rajay Harris back. Um, him at 100% is going to be a difference maker on this team. Um, and I know defensively they're going to be even better than they were last year. Um, so I'm I'm very optimistic about the upcoming season for East Carolina. Yeah, and uh, again, it feels like if they had a, an established quarterback, I've said this, they would be picked a lot higher than fifth or sixth in the league. A lot of the coaches poll or the media poll, they're looking at quarterback. They're looking at if your coach has returned. And our coach, of course, is back. Coordinators are back. That question mark is at quarterback. But it seems like Mike Houston and the staff really likes what they have around the quarterback, especially at D-line, especially in the backfield, uh, an improved secondary. And and I think you got to figure out the receiver pecking order, the O line pecking order, and which one of these young linebackers are going to step up. So uh, you've got, boy, now that I say that, you've got about half the groups you feel pretty good about, and half that uh, still have a lot of questions uh, going into the first scrimmage on Saturday. Yeah, and it always seems like there's always a question mark around the offensive line, and that's been, you know, that's been an issue for East Carolina for years and years. And that's it's not, but you know what? That's not just um, it's it's not just East Carolina. It's hard to find really good. I mean, think about it. How many how many college football teams have an incredible offensive line? And you know, you even look at the NFL. The the teams that 
are really good offensively always have really good offensive lines. That's where it starts. I mean, you can, you know, all the attention goes to the quarterback, and, and for good reason. The quarterback touches the ball every play. The quarterback is is the guy that everybody looks to on offense to make things happen. Uh, and if you don't have a guy that's a field general out there and commands respect, you're kind of in hot water. But, you know, it goes hand-in-hand hand with that offensive line as well. And if East Carolina, you know, can can – that and stay healthy, and that's one of the things that, you know, is a big question mark going into that Michigan game as well. You know, right out of the gates playing a team like Michigan on the road in such a hostile atmosphere against a team that, you know, could arguably win a national championship, you got to worry about you know, coming out of there healthy, and that's, that's a healthy and getting that offensive line. Like you said, you know, East Carolina's always had – a ton of great receivers. It, I, I don't worry about that position at all because there's always going to be somebody that's going to step up and, and fill that role in, in that receiver position. And it'll just be interesting to see how quickly Mason Garcia uh, gets in tune and on the same page and, and kind of gets synced up with, with his uh, receivers early on. Billy, we were joining us. We've, uh, we'll let you run before we do. 7.30 tonight, our commanders take the field in Cleveland. And Washington has a, a D-line of Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, and hopefully now a healthy Chase Young that about 25 to 28 to 30 teams would like to have in the NFL. Uh, but that's about it. I mean, uh, we like Terry McLaurin. We like some other pieces. I feel like the defense should be good enough to keep us in games and maybe win us a couple games this year, Weave. But the big question mark there, Sam Howe and the offense. Uh, how you feeling about the commanders as they start preseason tonight? Uh, I'm like you. I'm excited about the defense. And if Chase Young is 100%, which he seems to be, of course, you know, he, he got a little bit of playing time um, in, what, the end of 22. Uh, and, you know, during the offseason, this offseason's been a little bit different than last offseason where he's been able to focus on getting ready instead of rehabbing. So all the rehab is over with. And if he's 100%, I, I, I think it's – I mean, I don't even know if it's uh, if it's even – argue if it's even that something that you could argue they're the best defensive line in the nfl with a healthy chase young yeah with the guys that you mentioned up front i don't think that's that's a stretch at all um this is going to be a contract year for him you know he he's a free agent after this year because you know that was a tough decision for the commanders to make they didn't know what they were going to get health wise from chase young they didn't want to you know, use their fifth-year option on him so he becomes a free agent next year. I think that with his health, uh, if he's 100% and he's playing for a free agent contract, I think you're going to see 130% out of him, definitely. Yeah. You're going to see the best of what he has to offer this year. So I'm excited in that regard. Um, you know, they got some extra pieces in, in the – uh, in the secondary through the draft, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I like that corner they got. He uh, uh, and and Fred Smoot, who I was a big fan of, uh, touted the Mississippi State kid Emmanuel Forbes. I'm excited to see him. We. Yeah, me too. I am. I'm excited to see. You know, I'm excited to see the defense as a whole. But I, I agree with you 100. percent I think the defense is going to be able to keep them in games. Um, it just the determining factor on on winning games is how well Sam Howell yeah. uh, does offensively. And you know, I've always been 
the kind of guy that I, I'll take a guy that's a game manager and doesn't make mistakes. Um, you know, you go out there and you throw pick sixes and you throw a bunch of interceptions, you're not going to win too many football games. You turn the ball over. So I, I just want a quarterback, and I want Sam Howe because he's got pieces around him um, yeah. that are capable of, of making some big plays. Just don't make any mistakes. So I don't think they're going to win the division. I think it's going to be one of those years where there's just too many good teams in the NFC East. And that's funny that we're – saying that now a few years after calling it the NFL NFC least because you know what eight and eight was winning that division and I don't think that's gonna happen this year so it's a yeah. division um, but I'm excited and it'll be fun to see uh, a little bit of NFL football tonight against a Browns team that's kind of searching too with Deshaun Watson at quarterback we've I'll wrap it up with some trivia for our audience and for you I just saw that NC State will be honoring a former player at their September 29th game against Louisville. It's the only former Wolfpack player who's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and he made it in the Hall of Fame because he because of his coaching. I, do you know who I'm speaking of before I tell you? Uh, NC State coach? So he was an NC State player that made it to the Pro Football Hall of Fame because of his coaching in the NFL. Oh, why I should know this. It is. Who is it? Bill Cower. Bill Cower. Yes. The only former Wolfpack player in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Interesting nugget there. Wow. Wow. And a guy that's coached uh, every NFL team out there, according to their fans. <laughs> Bill Cower was the guy that was going to coach everybody's and, team. And NC State. The head coach. Yeah. And every time there was like an opening at State, they'd uh, throw him in there. His name has come up yeah. for every job in the NFL. How many times with Washington? We've gone through so many coaches. We were like, can we get Cower? Let's get Cower. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, is um, it really surprises me that he didn't get back into yeah. coaching. You know, right. Because, I mean, he was so hot at one point, he could have named his price. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. We've uh, good stuff, man. Great to catch up with you. We'll do it again soon and uh, talk more football. All right, man. We'll see you. Billy Weaver joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. We'll take a break. Come back. More to go when we return. DJ D-Rock will be here next Thursday at Steel Life with Pirate Water and Old Row. Well, Ellerby and I talked to him earlier today. You'll hear that interview. Hour two, we're talking fantasy football. A lot more to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Dickinson Avenue Public House is a lively and diverse restaurant in Greenville that uses fresh and local ingredients with influences of Creole, Asian, and upscale Southern cuisine. The Dickinson Avenue Public House offers a seasonally rotating menu and full-service bar with rotating craft brews on tap. Come to the intersection of 8th and Dickinson and enjoy $1 oysters Tuesday through Thursday from 5.30 to 7. For more details, check out daphousenc.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. 
Alrighty, wrapping up our number one earlier today. Ellerby and I talked to DJ D Rock. He will be at Still Life coming up on Thursday with Old Row and Pirate Water and Shirley. Let's hit that interview right now with myself, Ellerby, and the DJ. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Joining LRB and I is DJ D-Rock getting ready to get it rolling here in Greenville next Thursday uh, with Old Rope, Pirate Water. Going to be a fun night at Still Life, and we'll talk about that right now. DJ D-Rock, welcome to Pirate Radio. How you doing, man? Yeah, thanks for having me. Go Pirates, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> Ready to go for Thursday, so you'll be at Still Life. And uh, I don't know, for uh, for the folks that are going to be attending, going to be a fun night. Uh, what what kind of fun can they expect uh, when you are uh, hosting one of these? Yeah, so we teamed up with Pirate Water. So we've been doing these old road tours every year for the last three years. We're bringing the energy, bringing great music. So if you like country EDM, or you like mashups over amazing EDM songs, that's the energy that you're going for. And also, Pirate Water's giving out free samples of their product at Still Life on Thursday. So it's a back-to-school party, and it's going to be amazing energy. Everybody's going to be there, so you got to be there. DJ D-Rock is Ellerby here. Uh, back to school, back to football. You, you kind of tour the country and uh, get people fired up. for. Uh, for tell us a little bit about your background of uh, how you got into this uh, DJ business. Yeah, so I actually graduated from James Madison, and I started playing a couple bars and fraternities in town, and it started picking up because I reached out to one of my buddies that was going to University of Virginia, and then a buddy at Gettysburg, and it started picking up, and I said, wow, I want to make this full-time, like, I just don't want to be a bar DJ, I got to start creating music, and then I started touring, I just finished a tour with two friends, if you know them, and then I just finished a tour with Loud Luxury, and it's been, been going great right now, and then I partnered with old row and now we do the fall college tailgate tours every year but now we're doing the pirate water tour so the energy is going to be unreal and it's amazing i've been to over 200 different colleges but i've never been to the pirates at ecu this is my first time coming here so i'm super excited going to be awesome uh, i know uh, pft from barstool uh, went to james madison they always do the the mount rushmore so dj d-rock could you give us your uh, your quick mount rushmore of music what were your influences your favorite artists groups uh, growing up Who, who's in your top four yeah I, I would be a bad person if i didn't say like avici was in like my biggest role model r.i.p avici but that's definitely where i'm going for DJ D-Rock here on the uh, Pirate Radio Live line. Uh, perfect for you to come into town on the Pirate, Wait- R- Pirate Water Tour to East Carolina where the Pirates uh, were the home of the Pirates. So it should be a fun fun time. Uh, you said you just, you've just just released a new game day mix that people can uh, find on your website. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So I make a bunch of mixes. Perfect for tailgate season. It's called the Get Up. It's Game Day Mix, which you can find on SoundCloud and YouTube. And it's uh, perfect energy for everybody, right? So it has... Very good, high-energy instrumentals with some famous top lines over the top so anybody can sing along to it and get the energy going before tailgate season. Everybody's welcome to come out to Still Life. It's going to be Thursday, as you mentioned, uh, free sampling of uh, Pirate Water. Of course, they'll have some available for purchase as well. Uh, what uh, what other fun things happen during uh, one of these Pirate Water events there, DJ D-Rock? So this is our first event, so I'll let ECU, the Pirates, kick it <laughs> off and see what we can do, you know? I I mean, I'm expecting to get it really rowdy, especially first party back to school. The Pirates, I like. I've never been there, so I'm I'm ready to see what happens. Um, so, obviously, like I said before, there's going to be samplings of Pirate Water at the venue. So I'm excited to see everybody there. 
What other uh, what other stops you got planned for uh, for this tour? Where uh, what other cool places you headed this uh, fall and summer? Wow! Uh, so the next that so that shows on Thursday. On Saturday we're hitting a, uh, we're going to Barstool Nashville, and then on that Tuesday we're going to Tallahassee, Florida. Then we're going back to Still Life in a different location in North Carolina, and then we're ending up at University of South Carolina. Nice. Stop in between at Penn State. So we got a bunch of the big college towns in this area, but I'm excited to see what the Pirates have, man. I, I've never been there. You know, I've been to a bunch of other places, but this is my first time here. So, What's been your favorite place so far you've been to? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's challenging, right? Because a lot of the places I've been to are in the SEC, and these kids have a bunch of kids in the fraternities, and they like to throw big parties. But I'm going to have to give it up to uh, either – Texas A&M or Arkansas. Texas A&M has a big uh, festival called Chili Fest. These kids get a huge budget together. They build construction sites that look like playgrounds, and they make it like a theme. The last theme I did was uh, the, the Greek gods. And these kids made pillars, and it looked like, like you, you were in Greece and, like, you know, B.C. It was awesome. So that was a great show. Well, that sounds like a good time. I just wanted to know who was going to be number two after you can't after you leave Greenville, because your answer should be East Carolina after you leave Still Life <laughs> next Thursday. So uh, we look forward to having you down here, Still Life, uh, right on uh, Cotan Street, right around the corner from the Pirate Radio Studio. So uh, DJ D Rock, thanks for your time today, man. Look forward to uh, seeing what kind of party you can throw next Thursday here in Greenville. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having us, and uh, go Pirates, baby. All right, that's DJ D-Rock. He will be in Greenville coming up on Thursday at Still Life. Should be a fun time uh, with Pirate Water and Old Road. We will take a break, come back, Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live. We've got our fantasy enthusiast and Hall of Fame tripper, C.W. Sloan, about to join us in the Pirate Radio studios, talk some fantasy football. If you have uh, questions about players or anything, we will chime in on that and again i always say cw he's not a fantasy expert he doesn't like win every league he's in but he follows it more than the average man and knows more about it than the average man so uh he is a great source to talk to and we'll have fun talking nfl when we return pirate radio live on a friday back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, uh, please visit ncparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Friday. Let's talk a little NFL. And fantasy of football with our buddy C.W. Sloan, who is about to head back to the real world and start teaching here soon at the uh, later this month, right, C.W.? Week from today. Week from today. I'll be going back. Mm. Yeah, I know. 
that stinks yeah but you've had a heck of a summer i have trips and one trip to the hall as your your shirt says yes Uh, we talked to you last thursday here on the phone as you were uh at the gold jacket dinner and uh really cool stuff there so let's recap briefly your trip to canton this year you went you go pretty much every year yes but this year was special because you wanted to see your buck uh ronde barber right be introduced so you were hoping to see some other bucks while you were there who did you get to rub elbows with and talk to this year uh well the gold jacket dinner begins with a little one hour cocktail party right around the area where you go in to watch the actual event and that's really where i've spoken to a lot of players including brad johnson several years ago when Great Sapp story. got in yeah i mean he, he's did you ever follow him by the way after i told you because he's, he's still doing the tricks like, i know oh, you're, yeah I know okay. what you're talking about. uh but the one guy i messaged and I, and I said i was you know hey look out for me i really want to have a conversation with you and i, I, I saw him as well uh, when sap was inducted and that was our kaufman i know you probably don't know who he is he is like the lead uh tampa bay tribune guy for all the tampa bay buccaneers i mean he's in the know for everything you want to know tampa wait so you message these people ahead of time and say i'm gonna be there yeah i asked brad if he was going he's like no i'll be there saturday if you want to talk saturday i'm not going to the induction so then i talked to ira he said yeah he said look for me i'll be there uh i'll look for you and said okay so i ran into him at the at the bar obviously uh my wife and i were kind of i gave her a picture of him and i said hey look for this guy if you see him let me know how's your wife feel about all this (laughs) oh she loved it i mean she you you know she she doesn't know these guys well i take that back but she, she does. knows you're kind of crazy but like in a right in an okay way right right okay all right borderline yeah like you know spooky but I, I, on the other side of that no you know nobody's nobody's telling me to, to stay away all right but i talked to ira and uh, i said you know i'm so glad that you were able to get ronde in he's the guy responsible he's the one in the hall when they do the voting he has to speak for you know ninety minutes and try to prove to all these other writers that he's worthy of getting in, and and this is the one you know the one guy that for each player that that chooses to do that, and so Ira is the guy for Tampa, and he got all the other guys in. So I said, look, you know this was not on his first induction like Sap. What did you do this time around? I said, you got to tell me what what you you know how you got him in when these numbers haven't changed over the last three or four years. Brian Dawkins had gotten in, you know we thought he'd get in before Dawkins, he didn't. And he said, CW, I'll tell you what I did. He said, I went straight to John Gruden. Gruden still has a place in Tampa, an office in Tampa. He said, I'm good friends with John. He said, you know, we don't, you know, talk as much anymore. He said, but I'm still in Tampa. Do they email each other? He said he walked right into his office. He's okay. sitting there running. I don't know about that, man. <laughs> he, <laughs> you know, <laughs> All right, carry on. All right. And he said, you know, I just barged in his office. How long is this the, story, by the way? Uh, really quick. He's, okay, on, right. he, he's on the treadmill and he basically said, you got to get him in. So uh, he said, all right, you got to give me a story because I got to lead off with these guys who have heard every other stat that I've already told him. He said, all right, pick up the phone, call the trainer who had been in there all those years for Tampa. So he calls the trainer. The trainer said, uh, after about 10 years in the league, he took a huge eight by 10 photo of Rondé and he stuck it into the training room. And he said, that stood there for the last decade and it's been there ever since. So why is he in the training room? He said, because this guy never enters this room. The only time you're going to see this face is when you see him on that picture because he was here in year one and for the next 14 years, he never bothered to come into this room because he was always healthy. He was always reliable. He was always durable. And for that reason, John Gruden has always said that that's his favorite Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Not Warren Sapp, not Derek Brooks, not John Lynch. It's always been Rondé Barber and that he's been the linchpin for why Tampa Bay was so successful. And so when he led that story, you know, to the Hall of Fame writers, 
you know, that's that's something that a lot of people wouldn't know. Everybody can look at the numbers and the stats. Uh, you know, we had that conversation at the at AJ's one night. You know, I had to show all of us, you know, why it was worth. And I actually showed Ira what the the, uh, the the numbers and everything that I had presented to you guys. He was highly impressed. He said, if I ever needed to come down when I retire, because I told him I was a teacher retiring in five years, he said, you got a spot down in Tampa if, you, if you're if you're going to do that every single time. So. I loved it. I had a great time with Ira. He was he was super nice. All right, cool. Yeah. yeah. Any players or anything like Wade Phillips? I spoke to him right after I spoke to Ira. Uh, super nice. He and his yeah. wife were, were there. Uh, loved talking to him. And one of the other things that occurred during the gold jacket dinner is when these guys are coming off the stage. A lot of times in these breaks, you know, Hall of Famers got to go to the bathroom too, right? They're they're having drinks and they're enjoying themselves, and it's a pretty long night. Hall of Famers, I, I, I like to think about that. CW, all these world leaders, all these famous people, they got to pee. Everybody uses the bathroom. Yeah, think about that, people. It really puts things into perspective, right? And you know, it's not like there's this Hall of Fame bathroom and then the bathroom for the rest of us. There should be. They should have no. golden toilets. Well, if that were the case, I wouldn't have the story to tell you. So that's why I'm glad that didn't happen. So I'm looking at some of the guys going down. Rondé's already finished, and I end up going finish to the bathroom. Using the bathroom or finish talking? No, Rondé's done with the induction. You're watching people with the gold jack. And Demarcus Ware finally gets. I'm like, all right, this is my time. This is about the third guy in. So I ended up heading to the bathroom. This tunnel right through the area, and Jerry Jones comes in right in front of me. Oh God! Oh no! I Jerry Jones is in the bathroom. Oh, me some glory hole. <laughs> Jerry Jones is in the bathroom. So, so Jerry's, you know, he's got his nice suit. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing I like, he chose the stall and not the urinal. He did not choose the stall. <laughs> this is even better, okay? So all of us kind of f- file in at the same time. And this is my chance to kind of get everybody going, you know, you know, get everybody kind of happy and laughing or whatever. Because, you know, it's, it's this here. So as soon as I walk in, every, every urinal's full, every... Uh, our stall is full, and I'm like the next guy waiting. I, I love that you think your your job I, I did. is the bathroom comedian to entertain <laughs> so, these NFL legends. So how about airplane food, huh? <laughs> no, uh, this is all I you said. This sounds like a this sounds like a dream you had. This sounds like a dream, and you're telling us it, a dream. If, that you, if had. you have a holy Bible here, I will I will swear on it. Okay, right, there's no ahead. reason. For that. So all I do, I, I've had some drinks. You know, this is you know, about two hours into the induction, and of course the cocktail party as well, or to the gold jacket. So I just kind of. I don't know where I kind of hold my mouth. I was like, how about them Cowboys? And everybody starts God. laughing in the bathroom. So oh, I walk to the gross. next bathroom. The urinal is right next to Jerry. And as soon as I'm done, I'm about to walk in and have a conversation with him. I want to just speak to him, tell him hello, and not, not give a picture or anything. Just talk to him. I turn and look. He completely skips the washing of the hands, takes off. Uh, that uh, makes, I can see So that. for a Commanders fan, I just wanted, I, I had that Jerry nugget Jones to give you. doesn't wash his hands. He does not wash his hands. So you heard it here first on Pirate Radio. All right. I'm going to tweet that out. Um, thank you for uh, for passing that and along. there it was, right smack dab in the middle of it. Glory ho. Uh, Skip not, says, were there young women coming out of the bathroom with Jerry Jones? No. we right. That wasn't that kind of bathroom. All right. Uh, now the parties they had later, I, I can't answer that. Jamie know, but... says, "What the hell's going on at the Hall of Fame?" <laughs> Sounds like a real party. That's, yeah, it, uh, it's great. Good stuff. It's, it's good. It is. It really right. is. Um, we want to talk some fantasy with you. Yeah. Um, let's do something real quick before we take a break. Okay. What's a quick exercise we can do? How many leagues are you in right so far? I counted today because I need to ask. I'm in two with you. Thirty-one. 
31. 31 leagues. The 31st one is the one that we just started a couple days ago. Now, again, a lot of these are best ball format where all you do is draft and you're done. You don't. They're all best ball. If you had the season long, then that would be 33. The 31. So you're in 31 31 best best ball. Correct. Mm -hmm. All right. And you just draft them and you hope for the best. Yes. And uh, young Joey, myself, uh, this will be my first best ball league I've ever been in, the draft we're doing right now. Same with Joey. Yep, first one. We're uh, getting our feet wet. Chandler declined. Well, I'll be happy to baptize you. That's great. I'm looking forward to it. Just not a fantasy guy, are you? Not, not a just, big fantasy. How many leagues are you in? One? Uh, one. You're, I used okay. to be in two, but I'm not in two anymore. Just one one league for you. One You're league. a one league man. Yes. Oil. Right. Oil. CW, who is the player you have on the most teams? It's probably... Well, actually, look if you look at... I can look at that now i looked at it a couple days ago and they give you the percentages on what's great about these sites now is they do tell you how much you're owning guys and i guess it's a tie between patrick mahomes and josh allen and the reason for that is usually by the end of the third round i've i've tried to draft one or the other at that point interesting now are you would you do this in redraft leagues or is it just best ball uh i don't know man The, the quarterback position now i just feel like there's a there's a cliff after number seven or eight and you know a lot of pundits have said you can easily make a really strong lineup by putting Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins together and formulating you know that number and then loading up on the skill positions I'm of the belief of I think for that position I just would rather have my you know mainstay keep one of those elite guys and then worry about the other area it's just so they're so consistent and then you, you know you lock them in and you don't have to worry about it so uh, the running back and the receiver positions, yeah, as, as much as the receiver position seems reasonably consistent to the running backs with the injuries and, you know, the starter positions and the backups, you're, that's almost kind of a throwaway anyway. So I, I, I do like having that stable quarterback in that top seven, top eight, and then yeah. worrying about the other positions later. I'm not going to have them in any of my leagues because in the two leagues I've drafted, I've already got Lawrence and Herbert, and then in the league i've been in forever with our drafts a few weeks from now uh mahomes and allen are kept so kind of a bummer that i will not be able to have patrick mahomes or josh allen this year and the, and the largest look the largest uh tournament last year for best ball mania tom brady was the quarterback and then he got him in the seventh round you know he won several million dollars uh, it, there are so many different ways to skin a cat here yeah. um but particularly in a 12-man league or 10-man league where I'm not having to beat hundreds of thousands of people. I just like that stability of the quarterback. Eric said, dude, CW, do you find time to eat and see your family? Sometimes you just got to step back and reevaluate life. Well, the beauty of having cell phones and having all of that to, to be able to do it there instead of sitting down, you know, writing things down or having a computer, you can you could be sitting at the stop sign and stoplight and you know, draft two players in one time and, and you know, continue your league. So just do not that's text, technology. Do not draft and drive, folks. Draft and drive, yeah, that's We that's don't want tough. that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll dive into it all with CW, uh, Joey Chandler hanging out. Uh, CJ's just here kind of biding time, like using our building. Are we charging him rent? <laughs> He's just hanging out. You can join in on the conversation, too. Do the Steelers have any draft-worthy players this year? Yeah. They do. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it all when we return. Pirate Radio Live on a Friday after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business organization or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. And as we head back in, Clip, I do have a scoreboard up to update brought to you by The Buck. The Buck. Uh, the uh, Battle of the Carolinas is underway at uh, Stalling Stadium. I didn't realize it was ninth and receiving. CW, we're live on the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Southeast, uh, had the, which is the Winterville squad, <laughs> is uh, up two to nothing over the Salisbury squad. Right now, they have runners at second and third with two outs. They are. Um, North Carolina is challenging a play at second base. It is likely they're going to overturn it and call her out. Really? Two nothing Winterville leads. Dubbuck. What did you say? First inning? Never mind. Wait a minute. Did they overturn the call? Yeah, they did. Okay. Two nothing Winterville squad. All right. Let's go. Bottom of the first. Good start. Battle of the Carolinas. Joey, where's Puerto Rico? Ooh. Puerto Rico is playing right after this game against New England. All right. To advance to the same game. So Puerto we'll Rico see. losing yesterday. Yeah, it was uh, 2-1. And then bottom of the fifth, the New York girls, they just uh, put they rallied four runs and ended the game. Good luck to your people. <laughs> Good luck to your people. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> see, this is how we get along, by making very awkward comments like that. No, it's never <laughs> awkward if you make it. All right, um, I, I see your people play fantasy football as well, Joey. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> Joey uh, is in a league with us. I said yesterday, CW, Joey is um, he's that guy in our league. You missed it at trivia the other night, but he thought we were going to screw him out of his draft pick, so he had to be there for the draft selection. He got the first pick, by the way. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, I told you it was weird. The generator you used. My, my number didn't move at all so I, hey, I'll take it yeah um, he talks junk about people's picks and yeah. he he complains about people taking forever while he's on the clock playing darts and, and not making yeah he bribed me uh, this morning that's right and and it worked now you have CW shirt alright CW yes sir what do you want to talk about take your pick let's go so you did your uh, you brought some stuff to the table for us yeah so we've done take your pick I'd say, what, the last four years, that's been a staple of, of our fantasy yes. show. And I don't think we've done it this year. Shirley, if you could look at the sports bar and see a something that says, take your pick and pull that up, I want to hear yeah, that Yeah, we didn't again. do the music last year. Uh, I don't know why you, you bring, did away with that. Let's bring back the music. But I, I thought I, what I would do is uh, I've got two players. They're all in the same positions. And I'm just going to see if you can say first which ADP is higher, and they're all, they're obviously going to be within you know no more than 12 uh, picks between them. They're guys you're really deciding between during drafts. And then the other little wrinkle is what do you think they have in common? There's like a common thread. The reason why I put these two guys together, okay. it's not just the ADP. So I'll start with the first one as an example, and then we'll go from do there. Do you have it, Charlie? All right, hit it real quick. All right, here we go. Take your pick. Boy, that right. brings me back. I know been a while. All right. Been a while. Uh, all right. So the first one is uh, Devontae Smith versus T. Higgins. If you have the chance to take one of those guys, Devontae Smith, 
or T. Higgins. First of all, one of them has an ADP of 25. One of them has an ADP of 29. And then there's something common about them. And, and that commonality would be that what you would guess is they are, they're elite number two receivers. Yes. Uh, Jalen Waddle, I would say, is the only one that's drafted ahead of him who is a number two. All right. So, Devontae Smith or T. Higgins, who you got? Personally, I take T. Higgins. Okay. That, I mean, and and maybe I'm wrong. And maybe I still don't fully trust. It's crazy to say the Eagles' offense is great. Right. And Hurts is great. Right. And I like I like Higgins' quarterback passing more than I like the Eagles. Okay. And I'm I'm probably I might be stupid, but I like I'm taking T. Higgins. I think just for the matter of argument, I'm going to go Devonte Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Tana? Why? Well, to be fair, I feel like as a number two. Because when get, I said T. Higgins, you said yeah. Well, I said yeah because I, I thought you would take him because I saw you that you drafted him as well. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, I'll take Devontae Smith because I feel like they do have more receiving options over there in Cincinnati. Right. And I think Devontae Smith is for real, for real number right. two. So I th- I'll take him. Yeah, you could make a case that uh, Dallas Goddard, you know, could cut into a little bit of Devontae Smith too, along with you know AJ Brown, Jamar Chase are going to cancel each other. And then out. I feel but, like with Cincinnati, they got um, Boyd as well, right? Doesn't Philly time. run the ball more than any other team? Sure, they're, yeah, they're going to be a higher running team. But uh, I myself am going to take Devontae Smith as well, and I think T Higgins is just a few years older and has been ha, has been in the NFL a little bit longer than Devontae Smith. This is, I believe, his third year. And so I feel like he's just getting better. So, you know, I, I, again, this is a really close call. I don't well, think anybody's I, wrong. I like Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. He, he's one of those guys that, like, really loves football. Too. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, some guys love it. Some guys are just good at it. He is uh, – Chandler, you might call him a dog. He's a dog. I think Devontae Smith's a dog. dog. That's, that's I don't know favorite. if T. Higgins is a dog. T. Right. Higgins is super talented. Chandler, yeah. where are you going? I'm going Devontae Smith. Okay. I think uh, run after catch is uh, with his speed. And he, also, he's a deep threat. Yes. Too. So, and y'all, when I'm in a league with y'all, y'all will take him, and that will leave me with T. Higgins. I can wait a few picks. All right. Awesome. Next pick. Here we go. Oh, you want to set it up? Hit it again, Charlie. Oh, yeah. Here we go, Charlie. All right. Take your All right. The next one, we're going to run it backs. Jonathan Taylor. Thomas. Or Josh Jacobs. Who oh, has the higher God. ADP? All right. I know why the did commonality I here okay. because we're uncertain about them playing. There you go. Good job. Ah, uh, boy. I'll take Jacobs. Mm. One of them has an ADP of 24, one has 16. So I'll let you guys decide where who is which, which one's which. Taylor is 16. Taylor's 16. There you yeah. go. Good. And I took Jacobs in a league. Uh-huh. And I took him because it was like the third. Like I took him in the third round in a tournament as well. It's hard yeah. to pass up in the third round. In the right. third round, right. you just say, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do yeah. it. Right. Um, who would I rather have if all things are equal? Right now, with the the landscape of how it's going between Jim Irsay and and you know the thing is Jonathan Taylor, if he decides to sit out this year, he's losing eleven million dollars. Yeah. He has zero leverage. I mean, there's nothing that he can do to to tell Jim Irsay, you've got to to up the ante here. He can request it all he wants, but if he decides to to, to pull a levy on Bell, it's going to cost him eleven million. Now he'll be a free agent after this year, but you know, there's no leverage there. And I think the receiving yeah. options got a little bit better, so Jonathan Taylor won't be in the receiving game as much. That's just my personal opinion. Right. Um, I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor. I would Taylor. take Jonathan Taylor if I had to pick between the two. I really do. And the thing is, Jacobs isn't even in Vegas right now. He you know, he I took know. off and I didn't come back. So it's really dicey for either one of these calls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I would have been in the Jonathan Taylor camp up until – 
how bad I've heard the the relationship now between him and, and Jim Mercy. So I think I'm actually going to go Jacobs there. Ah, uh, Jamie, but I don't like it. Jamie and Steve playing that home version. Uh, I, I kind of I like Jamie's comment here about the previous one. He said. Hertz likes Smith more than AJ, and Burrow loves Chase. I don't know. If you're doing a tiebreaker, maybe that's something you look at. Right. Uh, Steve said he would take Smith. Jamie on this one said you have to take Taylor because of age. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Next pick. Here we move, go. Move along. All right. Uh, the next one is Rashad Penny or Samaj P. Run. All right. One of them has a 103 ADP, the other one 101. They're grouped together because they're both in crowded backfields, muddled backfields. And one other little addition mm. might affect the the, <clears throat> the way you perceive them this year. So they do have a... a they're both Sagittarius. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, I don't know. Uh, new teams. Oh, Rashad okay. Penny is with Philadelphia. Samadji Piran is in Denver. Who did he play for last year? Cincinnati. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So these are these are guys who are on new teams, but also could command a, a role much greater than where their ADP follows. I don't want either one, but you're going to have to take guys right. and like the, this. And the guys are 101 one or three, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. And I, I was going to say, give me Penny, because I read that Sean Payton said Williams is 100, percent and but is that, Penny's is that coach talk though? I mean, I, I, a guy coming off that kind of injury. And being a running back, it's tough. It's tough um, for him. Don't all right. DeAndre Swift, too? In yes. Philadelphia? They have yeah. a super crowded yeah. backfield. Has he stayed healthy in his career ever? Uh-huh. And they have Jalen Hurts, who runs the ball. Right. But what, what, I guess what you do see in Rashad Penny is there was a stretch where he he was one of the best running backs in football. Now, it was a very small stretch, four weeks, three weeks, where he was busting up 150 yards a game. Um, um, but then Piran. It's a pass catcher. He's going to be in third downs trying to block when, you know, Russell Wilson's trying to uh, pass downfield. So if he gets the trust from Sean Payton that he's the best pass blocker between the two, he's going to stay on the field a lot longer. So uh, give me P. Ryan. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I'll I'll go P. Ryan. Reluctantly. Okay. Well, they're all, again, both of them are picked within two spots of each other. So that's a decision you may have to have. All right. All right. The next one, uh, Jackson, Smith, Najiba, and Jordan Addison. Jackson. One has an 83 ADP, one has an 85. I like Jackson. What's the so similarity? <clears throat> and who has They are big time rookies. Rookies, there you go. Yeah. Two good rookie receivers you got drafted J- in the and first round. Jess- Jefferson for the Vikings that Addison's going to be his behind. And you got DK you and got Lockett d- still in yeah. Seattle. I like Jackson. Of course, I would throw Hawkinson in there basically as a number two for Minnesota. Sure. So they're both kind of third options. Right. And JSN was drafted higher. Uh, drafted you know in terms of his uh in the class that they were in this past year he seemed to by every pundit say that he was the best receiver coming in so you do have that but you know dk metcalf and tyler lockett are sitting right there with him so you just have to make a decision there which receiver you think will pop off a little bit this year my question i guess is who is more of a bigger distraction for one of these receivers to get more jefferson's the biggest distraction in the league in that case Yeah. yeah So I mean, I just Give me like, between Metcalf and Jefferson, I guess I would agree that Jefferson is that is that person. I mean, I guess I guess I'd go Addison here. Go Addison. Yeah. Okay. I take will a, too. Yeah. And I don't have a reason for it. Really. Tough call there, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Next one. This is a pick in the. This is about to your fourth rounder. Would you rather have Amari Cooper or Calvin Ridley? 
These are back to back receivers, 40 and 41. You would would, take Ridley, right? I would definitely take Ridley because Amari Cooper helped win me a league last year, and I got him on the cheap. And I like getting guys cheap, and I don't like overpaying. Not saying you're overpaying for Cooper, but give me, I feel like you're, you're almost getting Ridley on the cheap because he is such a talented receiver. He's going to a good offense. So. Uh, I'm not going to reward. I'm like an NFL team in fantasy. I'm not going to reward Cooper for what he did last year. I'm, I'm looking to the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me Ridley instead of Cooper. You're going to bet on him. I am. I like I'm Ridley. betting on Ridley. Well done. I like Ridley a lot, but I do have a question for you, Clip. And I'm not. Gonna, I don't mean to get too personal in our league or anything, but you took T. Higgins and then Ridley was on the board. What's the pick behind that? You like Higgins more than Ridley? I I have a soft spot for T. Higgins. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I don't know. I, I like I like that offense. I want to be in that offense. Most times that happens. T. Higgins going ahead of Ridley. But in this case, oh, really? yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, Amari Cooper. I got him like in the eighth round or whatever he was last, last year. year. Yeah, and it was awesome because uh, eleven hundred yards, nine touchdowns. Yeah, he was huge for me. But and that I, was with Deshaun Watson not even fully in you know into this offense. So that's why. You really have to look at this. You, you do have Amari Cooper already with this team for at least a year. Calvin Ridley coming into this offense for the first time. But then you evaluate the talent and decide which one. It's, it's Again, that's why they're both at 40 and 41 right next yeah. to each other. Jamie says Cooper. Steve says Ridley. Jamie says Cleveland has to air it out. You sure about that? Got Nick Chubb. You sure about that? Are you sure about that? <laughs> uh, commonality. What, did anybody figure it out? Uh, they both gamble. Um, they both went to Alabama. Good job. There we go. Good job. All right. Next one. Would you rather have Geno Smith or Aaron Rodgers? This is back to back as well. One fourteen and one fifteen ADP. I want Holt Nailers. I'll go Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers because I feel like the players he's throwing to can extend the play a bit more. My question is, can, who has my question is, can Gino do what he did right. last year again? Yeah, I mean, can he do that again? They they signed him another contract to say that he can. They added a weapon. Yeah, Not, I'd, I'd rather have they Gino. Did, they didn't take it away. Screw it, give me Gino. Which, I'd rather di- have Gino. which division would you rather have? Think Gino, about it that way. Gino Smith. We joked here. about this last week, early in the season, and then it didn't become a joke. He throws the prettiest deep ball in the NFL. He had some last one year. of them in the freaking bucket, man. The one uh, at the Saints last year that was beautiful. I mean, it's just right in the bucket. Wouldn't the tiebreaker go to Geno's got Arizona twice and the Rams twice, and Rodgers is playing in the AFC East? And that bad weather yep. and his old yeah. brittle bones. Yeah, I'm right. going Geno. I like it, Geno. Gino. All right, I got creative on this one. What's the commonality here? Oh, for these guys? Uh huh. They're um, you have to think back on this one. They're in this. I was gonna say same draft, but that's not true. Well, Gino used to be with the Jets. Conference. There we go. Good job, Chan. Oh, they both have thrown a football for the New York Jets. Now, technically, Aaron Rodgers has not, I guess, in a regular game. But you can tell CW's the teacher, yeah. and he's like trying to like impress his students here. You didn't have to say that. <laughs> yeah, he's. I like. All right, class. I, I, I like finding the common. Yeah. The common denominator. Yeah, you feel accomplished. Yeah. yeah. Again. All right. Got it right. All right. We'll do one more. Yeah. All right. Drake London or Chris Godwin? We have a 51 and a 54 ADP. They're in the same division? 
No, is that not the commonality? They're not this. Yeah, they are. That's I. I, I can't say no to that. That's the, not what I was thinking. But the quarterback battle, and the quarterback yes. situation in in Tampa is brutal. They, they own. They both have quarterbacks that were on the team last year that probably aren't going to be all that great this year. It was kind of a, the the mindset of that is you're taking these guys in around in that that fifth round, fourth, late fourth or early fifth. And you're not 100% sold that their quarterback's going to carry them to where the ADP is. I'll be honest. I don't know a ton about London. I'll say, I'll go Godwin. I think, especially like PPR, he could get a lot of targets and right. catches this year. Right. I'm taking London because the Falcons head coach doesn't favor Pitts in any way. So I he doesn't. Like when it comes to throwing, London's just going to be that reliability. Would you be a little concerned that Arthur Smith is a extremely run heavy? And they got, they had a thousand yard rusher and drafted a running back. Yeah, <laughs> who's a workhorse? If, if we're if we're Falcons fans, do we have faith in Desmond Ritter? Did he show enough last and year? And they have a running quarter a quarterback that can run. Can I also Baker can I also interest you, Kyle Trask? Though if that if we if it <laughs> it's 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 tough. Like that that's where we're talking about with these two guys in this particular part of the draft. Yeah, to be fair, he sat behind Brady for two years. He could turn into Brady. So did Garoppolo, and and I haven't seen him win much. I just I think yeah. uh, Godwin could be kind of sneaky good, Juju-ish, where it's like a bunch of just a bunch of catches, maybe not a lot of yards, right. like a touchdown, not a lot of touchdowns. Well, I mean, what do you think? You're a Bucks fan. Well, like, how many catches my, do you think he'll have this year? Again, over eighty. You could be a fan of it. I, I like watching every NFL team, and I can't tell you what Terry McLaurin is going to do because of this question mark with the quarterback. That yeah. you just that starts every other conversation when you talk about Tampa Bay, their defense, their running game, everything. So yeah, I'm, I'm in the dark just as much as you are. I do know that you can go ahead and mark it down. It will be Baker Mayfield week one. The the inside scoop is don't listen to this noise about Trask is going to start the second game, which he will. And uh, tonight we're going to see Baker Mayfield start. But that's not a recipe of we're trying to figure out and decide which quarterback. In Minnesota, week one, it will be Baker Mayfield. It's hand, and assuming he doesn't get hurt in the preseason or in the in the. I had a trivia question the other night. Yeah. The Browns had two 1,000 yard receivers in 2019. Who were those receivers? Who? 2019. They were college teammates. At oh, LSU. yes. Um, Odell Beckham? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jervis. Yep. My question in New Orleans. Was right Baker the quarterback? Yes. Okay. So. Took him to playoff win. Playoff. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, oh, they, they crushed the uh, Steelers. Beat the Steelers, the then lost to Kansas City. Um, so. I mean, Evans and Goblin could get theirs. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Dalvin Cook? What's his stock right now? Right now, he's I'm just not wa- to be on the clock. Yeah, he's just waiting for one of the AFC East teams to blink. It's really what I don't think he cares which team he goes to. I think he's if he cared enough, he would have signed for a little less than what he could in a few weeks, and he's going to take the best offer: New England, Miami, or New York. And I, I used to think Miami was in the lead of the clubhouse, and now. Pierre Strong does not seem to be a very, excuse my word for that, strong candidate for a number two guy. I mean, Stevenson can get the can be the bell cow, but man, uh, wouldn't Dalvin do a lot better there in New England? So uh, in a hypothetical situation, yeah. If you were like, on, but he wants to be in Miami. To be fair, okay. that's where he wants. Well, to. You don't need to worry about Dalvin so Cook. He got taken literally right before you oh, get two picks. Wow. <laughs> As we're talking, did Steve do that on purpose? Interesting. Oh, is he watching? 
He's yes, he's, he's definitely watching. Oh man, Steve, why'd you do that to me, man? So uh, Joey's got two picks. Let's take a break and we can uh, we can uh, go over Joey's picks on the air. Yeah. So don't make a pick yet, Joey. You got back to back. More to go coming up at five o'clock. Morgan Ehlers will join us. His son threw a touchdown in the NFL last night. That's pretty cool. Something none of us can say. Uh, also, we'll talk some golf, Mark Greenhelge, and we got a great giveaway: a 15-pack of Bud Light and eight Moon Noonshines. Noonshine. We got the fruit punch and the hard lemon. It's all for you on Pirate Radio Live. More to go. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Christie's Europub is the perfect place to relax, grab a bite, and enjoy a drink. Located in the heart of Greenville and just a few blocks from ECU's campus, Christie's offers lunch, dinner, and late night with live music every Every Sunday. Come and have lunch Monday through Friday from 11 to 3 or Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 4. For the latest information, check Christie's out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or Christie'sEuropub.com. Scratch cooking takes time, so relax and enjoy a pint today at Christie's Europub. And as we head back into the show, a quick Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update. Uh, Southeast has just struck out uh, the third batter of the inning. So we are heading into, I believe it is the top of the fourth. Uh, Southeast holding on to a two to one lead over North Carolina. All right. Good luck to the Winterville Gals. That score and others presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. The Buccaneer Music Hall. Are you making an appearance this weekend, Chandler? Mm, possibly. I'm going That's home. That's a hit. Oh, uh, okay. You're going home. I'm going home after ECU scrimmage tomorrow, which we will have videos, comments, highlights. All of the above. Yeah. I love that you have to say Buccaneer so many times on this show. It's great. Buccaneer it's Music great. Hall. Awesome sponsor. Has nothing to great. do with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, not not in my house. They show every football game on Sundays other than the Bucks game. That is not true. Not true. That will, that will be Bucks football on. Big uh, projector screen. Yes. Bucks play tonight. Yep. Who they got? Steelers. Bucks Plus three. Steelers. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I went back and looked at all the, the schedule. Did you know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are only favored to win one game out of 17 this year as of now? What game is it? The, Texans. Carolina Panthers at Tampa. It's the only game we are favored to win. And we're only favored by one. That's how bad Tampa Bay is supposed to be. So are you going to watch a lot of USC football this year? I'm, I watch my Red Zone, man. I watch them anyway. I'm talking about college football. Caleb Williams. Uh, Caleb, Caleb Williams. Yeah. Yes, he is. I, I pray and pray after every loss that we sustain every Sunday and or Thursday, Monday, that we come closer and closer to drafting him. And I'm hoping Arizona. Wait, did they actually give you all a Monday night game? Everybody gets one. Almost. Everybody. I think they changed that rule. Almost everybody. Well, you, you might be right. Yeah. I mean, have you ever experienced a tank year as a Buccaneer fan? Oh yeah. I experienced several. I mean, probably three times as many tank years as good years. Well, you had uh, Jameis' first pick overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't. We. I don't even know if we tried the year before 
uh, to tank, and we just happened to be the worst team in the league that year. All right, let's wrap up the fantasy football talk. Yes. Uh, anything else you want to? Okay, so Jamie asked top twenty, well, and we'll wrap it up with this. Who are you? Who do you want in the top twenty? Must have. You kind of answered that earlier. You like going QB, yeah. And I could wait after twenty to, to at least in the in the, in the okay. late teens. All right. but yeah. Top twenty. Who are you targeting the most? Top twenty. Who are you avoiding? Well, if you're if you're taking if you're in the top pick and you know you, you overlook Justin Jefferson too many times, you're 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 messing up. I mean, he's the safest player in the entire draft. That's why he's going one in almost every place you can imagine. Uh, Typically, there are only three running backs going in the first round, so it's just a matter of choice as to which receiver that you want if you do not like taking a running back in the first round. And those running backs are pretty much uh, in this order. CMC, McCaffrey, uh, Austin Eckler, and B. John Robinson. Pretty much every other running back is going uh, past that. I do like having two receivers in the first round because they get so slim after about pick 100. And I do feel like you can find some of those running back holes in the middle rounds. Uh, but it's just a choice of the receivers that you want in the first couple couple uh, picks. And then, you know, you shore it back up with another receiver in the second round. Uh, but there again, uh, I'm not locking myself into that one position. That's the one thing you never do in, in drafts. Don't always assume you're going to take wide receiver, wide receiver, or running back, running back. You let the draft fall to you. Uh, do you, what are you doing with Kelsey? Where would you take Travis Kelsey? I'm not taking Kelsey any earlier than four. He's about where I would start thinking about him, and then uh, he's not going to get past eight or nine in most drafts. Um, to, to the end of first round, if you were to actually grab him, you're pretty lucky at this point. Uh, his, his ADP right now is somewhere in the neighborhood in most places, and this is depending upon, obviously, best ball and, and redraft, but he's in that five to six range most times that I see him go. Are you... Uh... <laughs> I feel like we talk about Derrick Henry every year. Second, I did this with round, yeah. I did this with Adrian Peterson every year. Where I was like, I'm not going to draft him. He's You're, too old, and he just kept putting up could, monster yeah. numbers. Yeah, Derrick Henry does the same thing, right? It, he's he's a late second rounder, early third. If you can get lucky enough to have him as your third pick, but what do you got? Do we go to Joey? We got to do that. We got to do that before we wrap it up. All right, Joey. So your team so far, you've got Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Your running backs are Christian McCaffrey and Miles Sanders. Your receivers are Garrett Wilson, Keenan Allen, Christian Kirk. Your tight end is Mark Andrews. So you have a starting lineup, basically. Uh, so you're going best available here, right? So Yeah, I'm, I'm right now I'm between a couple. Uh, so I think for sure I'm going to take Jackson Smith and Jigba. All right, go ahead and mark I, it in then. I think I like that pick. And you go back to back here. So that would be your fourth wide receiver. Do you add your third running back, or yeah. do you keep going so receivers? With running backs, I'm kind of at a crosshairs. I like Pacheco, but that's a Puerto Rico bias. I don't know if he's actually going to be fantasy good. Is he Puerto Rican? Yeah. Huh. Uh, Javante Williams, I like him. Again, that's UNC bias, but he's also questionable. And like uh, CW mentioned, it could just be coach talk of whether he's 100%. And then uh, kind of looking a little steep at Brian Robinson. Uh, just, he's a dog. He got might shot give you twice. Some, might give you some touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, if if you fall into the Rivera, we're going to use uh, Antonio Gibson all over the place in the slot, do all this fun stuff. They say that every year. They don't. I don't know. I'm stuck between those three running backs right now. All right. Well, CW's in the league, so he shouldn't give you advice, or he could be giving you bad advice. If he picks, I'll tell I'll – tell. I'll tell exactly what I think. I, 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 Out of those three? Yeah. All right. All right. Who are you going with, Joey? 
You got to make the, the pick. pick is in. Yeah. We got to go to break, so you got to make the pick. Okay, I'm going to make the pick right now. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm going Pacheco. All right, Isaiah Pacheco. Okay, first of all, I would not have taken a running back there. And the reason is, if you look at your running backs right now, you've got two guys who are clearly going to dominate touches, right? My, I don't know how good Miles Sanders is going to be compared to Philly, but at this particular time, you've only got three starting receivers. Garrett Wilson is obviously going to be one of the elite guys on your team, but you also have an injury played Keenan Allen with a new receiver coming in to take some touches. You've got Christian Kirk, who was the number two, but now Calvin Ridley's coming in, or number one, and now Calvin, uh, Calvin Ridley's coming in. So his touches are going to be uh, lessened. At this, And then you have uh, JSN, who, once again, we talked about how great he's going to be, but he's also the third wheel at, in that offense. So I guess my thing is I would have taken a receiver who was a little bit more stable, knowing that you didn't have two elite receivers because – you know, McCann, Miles Sanders is not elite, but we do know that he's going to be the workhorse in Carolina, and we do know what Christian McCaffrey is going to do. So I think receiver would have been. What was your other choice in the other running backs? Pacheco and who else? Brian Robinson and yeah, I I probably would have gone Pacheco too, just because of the offense. But they're they're you know they all have warts for some reason. You named them as far as what's wrong with each of them. But I think the safest pick there would have been. Uh, a receiver there, just based on your roster at that particular time. But Hollywood Brown great. and James Cook go immediately after yeah. Pacheco. CW, thanks for joining us. Jamie says, I enjoy C-Dub on the show. Does he still come on once he goes back to teaching? Usually no, but we can, we we can, can do ma- some phone I, calls or something. Yeah, or I can get here after work on Friday. That's not a problem as long as it's after four. Maybe some, uh, some late Friday afternoon NFL fantasy talk. Yeah. Coming. All right. do it. Good deal. Thanks for joining us, man. Man, I had a great summer. Thank you so much for having me. And wash, wash those hands. Don't be like Jerry Jones. Dirty man. He's a dirty, dirty man <laughs> in more ways than one. All right. We will take a break. We'll come back. What are we going to talk about with Morgan Aylers? How about his son throwing a touchdown pass in a preseason game last night? Is he going to miss making the calls in football? I mean, uh, just awesome stuff. We'll talk to Morgan about that, some pirate football, and more when we return Pirate Radio Live after these words. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bell's Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. And, Clip, I have a scoreboard update for you. Uh, first of all, let me uh, make a correction. I thought that the uh, game was in the fourth inning. They are now in the fourth inning. Southeast has tacked on a run. They now lead North Carolina 3-1 to at Stalling Stadium. 
winner of this game will move on to the Purple Finals to face Texas tomorrow afternoon at 5 o'clock. All right. So that's basically the semis then, right? Yep. Winner goes to the semis. Yep. Loser goes home. Three to one on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Got some football to keep an eye on tonight. Uh, Hopefully Ryan Jones gets some action for the Giants when they take on the Lions. My commander is in action tonight against the Browns. Uh, Jaquan McMillan uh, with the... Jaquan McMillan. With the Broncos taking on the Cardinals tonight. And last night, slash this morning, we saw Holt Naylor's make his pro debut. Four for four, some good runs, and a touchdown pass in his debut. And uh, the proud pop, Morgan Aylers, joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Morgan, how you doing today, man? I'm doing fantastic, Clip. How about uh, you guys? It's uh, pretty Friday. going to be hot this weekend, but sit inside, air conditioning, watch football. Life's good. There you go. Can't complain about that. Morgan, I, I was kind of surprised you sent me a text message back at 1245 uh, this morning, last night. How many texts did you get uh, around uh, between 1230 and 1 a.m. last night? I will tell you this. I was playing in Washington, the Market Street Pub, and I finished about midnight. And I had my phone, my iPad out, was watching the game, and I knew that he had told me he was going to get in the fourth quarter. That was the plan going in. They were going to give Drew three quarters, and then Holton would get in the fourth quarter. So I knew that was going to happen, and uh, he got in the game. I had a couple text messages, and when the touchdown pass happened, I looked down literally within probably a minute. I had 63 texts. <laughs> I mean, what a moment. Uh, it was awesome. You you had your proud papa eyeball sweat tweet uh, just for the picture running out on the field. So, man, uh, I, I know you enjoyed that, Morgan. It was awesome, man. Yeah, it was. And, you know, I'm very proud of him, and as I am all my boys. But, you know, Holton's got – he's really dedicated his life uh, in the last four or five years. And to really – his goal was he wanted a chance to play in the NFL. That's what he wanted to do. He, he had several goals that he wanted. One was – to get East Carolina's football program righted a little bit and get it in the right direction, and uh, that was one. I think they did that. And uh, then they, you know, one of the goals was to get to a bowl game. They did that two years ago. Unfortunately, they didn't get to play. And then last year with the uh, Birmingham Bowl, that was sort of just like you know the icing on the cake, so to speak. And uh, since then, it's been all just focused on uh, you know him getting better, learning you know different things about the game, and really studying the game a little bit at a different level. And uh, he's he's had a great, you know, 2023 as far as, you know, the different bowl games he went to, then working down with uh, QB Country down in Mobile, Alabama with David Morris, Uh, getting picked up by the Seahawks, being out there for, you know, almost two months. And, you know, he's just had a really whirlwind year and very proud of him. And he's gotten out there and he's just really uh, immersed himself in, in the world of football. You know, that's what he does now. You know, that's his job. I'm very proud of him for doing that. Hopefully it will continue. He's just taking it every rip he gets. He's trying to take advantage of it. Every uh, chance he gets to watch film, he's in there watching film. They're off today. He's at the facility today getting some PT and watching film. So uh, He's taking it very seriously, and that's that's what you got to do. Morgan, uh, I, I love I, – I, it sounds weird to say that. I even like how it started, the fumble snap. I just felt like, all right, get that one out of the way. Kind of a microcosm of how it went. It was never perfect. It was always tough. It was always trying to bounce back, fight through adversity. And 
after that happened for some reason i was like all right i think i think he's kind of calmed down now did you talk to him about that was that nerves was it his fault the center's fault what was the deal with the uh the snap there i i think i think they might have been off cadence as yeah. far as the snap count and actually snap was a new center that was in there at the same time and uh if you watch it, I watched it again today on the actually big screen instead of a 12-inch tablet. It's kind of cool seeing it a little bit bigger. Yeah. Uh, but I watched it today, and it looked like he was moving back a little bit, and the, guys were moving, uh, the line was moving just a little bit. The center wasn't moving a little bit. So, you know, when you're pulling back and the ball's snapped just a half a second late, you know, it's a boom-boom play. And he picked it up and, and tried to make something out of it, got hit. You know, could have been a whole lot worse, but uh, – you know, they came out and got down the field and ended up scoring. And uh, Holden Naylor's never been uh, a fan of, of sliding. Uh, <laughs> I know Mike Houston, and we talked to Hold a ton about that last year, uh, getting down and, and saving his body for another play. Uh, he finished off his runs last night, Morgan. They were impressive runs, and uh, he finished them off giving a little boom to the defense. Yeah, you can do that at times. But I really wish he'd learned to slide. <laughs> I really wish he'd learned to slide. Yeah. Uh, and I joke in Little League and his baseball career, he never really slid much. Yeah. So, you know, that's part of it. But now he, uh, I'm again, he got out there and, you know, not many people can say they, they you know, were quarterback in the, yeah. the NFL. And one of his goals, and we're talking very goal oriented, he wanted to get that game jersey that he could take home and, Awesome. Um, say, hey, this is my game jersey from the NFL. Nobody can ever take that away from it. Well, before we, move, I got to ask you about the touchdown pass. So, the, a couple ways you can look at it: uh, he, he threw up a prayer and and it was answered, or a back shoulder and his receiver made a good play on it and and made the catch and run. Uh, did you talk to him about that? Was there anything in post game? I hadn't seen any Pete Carroll or anything post game. Any talk about the touchdown play and what happened on that one? Well, I, I think what happened on that. If you watch that play. And I did today. I was kind of curious because initially I said, "Boy, that guy just tattooed him." Yes. <laughs> um, you know, the I think it was a linebacker blitzed and the tackle missed, didn't pick it up, and he was full speed and holding. I think if, the, if he'd have had a, another second or two, it would have been a long completion because the receiver was open and uh, you know was running around. They've been working on that play uh, all camp, and uh, you know he was able to get it up. The receiver made a good, you know, the play. Initially, I thought it was like a wounded duck. Yeah. So when you, when you watch it for the front, but when you watch the replay of it, it was a little lofty, but it was still a tight spiral, and the receiver made a play on it. Like somehow it scored a touchdown. It reminded me of Blake Prohl a few years back, toward the end of the game here at Dowdy Picklin Stadium. He was the same type of play. He comes back to the ball, and he, you know, jukes a few people, throws a few people around, and scores a touchdown. And uh, it was great to see him coming up smiling after taking that hit. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I went over to the Seahawks message boards and uh, to see what they were saying. And uh, they were loving Aylers. They were loving the, the the rookie that called that touchdown. They were loving Bobo, uh, loving all the new guys. Uh, and also said, this is one of the more fun preseason games I can ever remember as a Seahawks. So uh, the, the fans loved it. It was a, an entertaining game from their perspective. And glad uh, Holton Aylers got to be a part of it. So, uh, uh, Morgan, what's next? Back to the grind, right? Now he's in it. He, he's uh, He's got to get ready for a, a new opponent. Got a big week of practice, and uh, he's, he's kind of in the grind of it now. Yeah, they uh, have the Cowboys next week, uh, Saturday night at 10 o'clock. Uh, I think that game will be on the ESPN Network. Hopefully it'll be the, the Seattle broadcast. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, a lot of apparently there was, some ten, there was some technical difficulties with the Seattle broadcast, and they flipped it over to the Minnesota broadcast. Yeah, but, uh, and even they were complimentary, uh, complimentary of, of Holton. It was kind of cool to hear them talking about his MVPs that he won and all that. By the way, uh, Shirley, can you give me a stat to consider real quick because Johnny Stats is doing his job once again. Johnny stat Robertson to consider. He says in his three post ECU game appearances, Holton Aylers is twenty three for twenty six, two hundred eighty nine yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, has eighty yards on ten true rushes. He also says. Holden has now thrown for 2,234 yards and 15 touchdowns since he threw his last interception week six at Tulane. So uh, get hot, stay hot, uh, Holden Aylers. He has had a heck of a a post-ECU career already, uh, more than what he's been able to do. And uh, it's what have you done for me lately, though, in the NFL. So uh, he's got to get right back at it. And that's the thing, you know, people, you know, it's a sport, people love watching it, but it is a multi-billion dollar business. Each team's worth billions of dollars and uh, they want the best players and the best, you know, product they can put on the field for the most part, unless you're the commanders and then you just, leave, you know, have to have it sold. So, um, oh, the, sorry, Cliff. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, it's okay. But no, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a billion dollar business and they're, they bring in people, they want the best product. So if you're not performing, they're going to find somebody that will. And that's what these guys do. And they take it very seriously. It's a job and, uh, they're very dedicated to their craft. It's, it's, Holton said it's just been a, it's a whirlwind, but he's in love with it. And, uh, the fans in Seattle, I think you could see that last night. They call themselves the 12s. Yeah. Oh, man, they have nobody on the team that wears the number 12. Um, and the fans wear it. They, they retired that number, and it's up there in the rafters, I think, because number 12 is for the fans. And uh, I think they were – I don't know if it was sold out last night, but it was – That was really a good crowd. Close. Yeah. Uh, Jack Power's dad was there. He does some business in Seattle and was sending me pictures, and I talked to him after the game, and he said he's never been in a stadium so loud. You know, and that's the thing. that just – it gets crazy loud in there, you know excited to see what the future holds yeah morgan uh I'll, uh, one more question this is a good one jamie says who gets the td ball when a rookie quarterback throws it to a rookie receiver where's that ball that's a good question i think the receiver probably ended up with the football but i can i'm willing to bet you there's an nfl ball somewhere with holes yeah there you go uh speaking of quarterbacks new era at ecu and the talk has been very positive when it comes to Mason Garcia stacking good days on good days. And the uh, whole Nailers was able to go to the Manning Passing Academy. Mason Garcia went this offseason and loved his answer earlier this week, Morgan, when we asked him about what he picked up from there. I think Eric Gullickson asked him from ITN. And he said nothing about mechanics, throwing a football, anything. It was about how to be a leader, how to watch film how to pick up the guys, how to have – it was all the things surrounding what you do as a quarterback off the field. And uh, I thought uh, it was awesome to hear that. You can really tell – and you say it all the time, Morgan Mason's one of the nicest kids you'll meet, but just him growing up, maturing, and kind of getting it, you know, getting all, everything you got to get as a starting quarterback. Well, I think sometimes it's funny you say that because there is a – uh, yeah, a press conference last night with Drew Locke. If you can go online, you can listen to it. It's very good. It talks a little bit about Holden. But what Drew talks about, you know, he was a second-round pick out of uh, Missouri for Denver. And he was very, you know, possibly borderline first-round pick. And uh, last year was the first year he hadn't played. In, in college, or played football during a season, taking a snap during the season. 
and talks about his mental um, being able to mentally prepare to come in the game, knowing that you're probably not going to do it. And Mason's had to do that the last few years. You know, he sat back and, uh, you know, he wants to play, but, you know, he never really got the opportunity. Uh, and now's his time. But I think he also saw, you know, how Holton matured over the last three, you know, three, four years that, that Mason was here. Uh, and, and the things that Holton did and learned from different people about what to do and what not to do. And I think Mason really picked up a lot on that. And that's how you remember going back to talking to Holton last year, what did you learn at the, at the, the Manning Academy? And it wasn't about, you know, mechanics. Yeah. It was about X's and O's and studying tape and learning how to do this and learning how to do that. And they do a really good job with that down there. And, uh, it's, I'm glad to hear Mason say that because, uh, I'm excited for what he's got, what the potential, what he has. And uh, like we talked last week, Mason will be a different quarterback week one than he's going to be week 12. Yeah, no doubt. Morgan Ayler's joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Morgan, a couple of receivers uh, that have been talked about this week in practice. Two guys at different stages. Josiah Hadfield, Mike Houston said he is taking his game to a new level this fall camp and is showing up, being consistent, and being that, that playmaker we know he can be. It's kind of his last go-around. And then another guy, Jari Patterson, who we've been kind of waiting on. And uh, he said that he likes uh, his consistency at practice every day. So, again, two guys, different stages uh, of their college careers, different uh, box scores and stat lines in the past. Josiah has some. Uh, Jari doesn't. But um, I-, I like to I like to hear the positivity coming out of that because going to be some opportunities for guys to step up at that receiver position this year. Could be uh, one of those two guys. It's going to have to be. I mean, they, this year it's going to be a little bit different. Last year you had Isaiah, you had CJ uh, really in there. You had Ryan Jones that could be to go out there as well. Those are big body guys. Those are six one, six two, six three guys that can get out there and be physical and, and manhandling. East Carolina really doesn't have that this year. They've got a lot of guys coming back that uh, you mentioned, uh, Jari Patterson, and they got Jalen Johnson that's proven, but Brock Spalding, you know, they've got some guys that can go out there and get it. But they don't have that dominant receiver, so they're going to have to rely on getting open. They're going to have to rely on speed, route running, and really working the timing aspect of the throws. And if they can do that, uh, they're going to be very successful. they got the talent. I mean, size got the talent. He's shown that for several years. Can he stay healthy? I'll tell you who does have some size, and I just saw him today in the most recent Power Hour by Jack Powers on ECU football social media. And if you haven't watched that, please do. Jack Powers, uh, very entertaining. We enjoyed talking to him a couple weeks ago here on Pirate Radio. Uh, but saw this guy in the video today, and I've seen him a little bit. Shane Calhoun is uh, is looking big. Uh, we, somebody asked yesterday, who's the rocked up guy? It used to be Rick DeBrew. It might be Shane Calhoun. He looks like a hell of a target out there, Morgan. I'm, I'm really hoping he can have a big year, really uh, pulling for him this year. He really needs to. The, you know, the tight end position is very important, blocking and, and, and you know, uh, receiving as well. And, you know, Shane was banged up a little bit last year, and Ryan stepped in. They moved, you know, some some in and out with him. But you look at the bowl game, what he did. He came in, had a big touchdown, big long reception in the, in the Birmingham bowl game last year. And Ryan's got great hands as far as receiving the ball and being able to run the routes. And I think he could play, like you said, a very important role in, in the offense and the offensive scheme and keeping defenses honest because you've got you to gotta just say, okay, for instance, last year, Aaron Jarman, when he came in, most of the time he was going to be a blocking tight end, 98% of the time. Yeah. You know, Occasionally he would go out and run routes, but you know, Shane is going to be the guy that's going to keep that, that defense honest. For You have to guard this guy. 
you can't just rely and say, hey, this guy's going to be a blocker. And uh, I think he's got the NFL-type body, and hopefully he can have an NFL-type year this year. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Morgan, uh, old friend C.J. Schaefer and uh, Jonathan Wagner came by the Pirate Radio studios earlier. Apparently, uh, a pirate is getting married, and uh, DJ Captain Morgan will be doing some festivities this weekend, I understand. Yeah, I'm actually up here in the – I'm sitting right here in the Town Bank Tower overlooking a beautiful, uh, you know, Daddy Ficklin Stadium football field right now. Joey Perry's done a great job. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, just exciting. I mean, it's just exciting and uh, you know, being up here and you know, get excited about it. But tonight's gig is uh, kind of cool. Parker Eason's getting married tomorrow, doing his rehearsal party up here in the Town Bank Tower. I'm sure he's Carolina. I'd like to rent you the Town Bank Tower. You can hire DJ Captain Morgan for you next time. That was a great uh, ad-lib commercial there. Well done, DJ Captain Morgan. Morgan, thanks for joining us, man. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll be talking some high school football with you here soon with the return of the high school huddle on Pirate Radio. Excited about that? Starting starting next Friday. We'll yes, sir. 6 o'clock with the high school, high school huddle starting next week. Excited about it. Uh, got some new coaches in the area. Got some good players in the area. Looking forward to talking high school football. The puppet master. Keep pulling those strings, Morgan. Local politics. You know, it's funny because the Ehlers family jet we got in late last night. You know, I flew <laughs> out there. And, uh, you know, you know, you've seen the Trump jet. This yeah. is the Ehlers on the side. I'm, it, Trump uses my old one. Johnny Manziel oh. faked everybody out that they had money. They were actually uh, getting all that money from the Ehlers family. That's where Johnny Football got his money. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Morgan, see you, buddy. Call a Friday night. All right, guys, you have a great weekend. There he is, DJ Captain Morgan. Morgan Ayler's joining us on Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes, can we get a softball update before we take a break here on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck? Da Buck. Uh, good news and bad news. Well, and I've got some bad news. Oh. Uh, North Carolina has just rallied. Ooh, and that is a safe call. Uh, so North Carolina has rallied from being down three to one to now taking a five to three lead oh, no. over Southeast in the top of the fourth inning. Uh, runner at second base, two outs for the Winterville squad. Mm. All right, so I uh, got a little comeback to do here on a Friday afternoon. I tell you what, Shirley, let's go ahead and make somebody a winner here on a Friday edition of Pirate give it away, Radio Live. Give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Wild Power Radio, turn the pizza on All right. Every time. 15 pack of aluminum bottles, Bud Light, the field Folds of Honor Bud Light, special edition. Also, an eight pack of Noonshine. That's right, we got the Fruit Punch, we got the Hard Lemon. It is an awesome prize pack right here on Pirate Radio. Thank you to Carolina Eagle Distributing, Bud Light, Noonshine. You can win it if you're caller number 12. 317-1250. Must be 21 over. Must be 21 or over. That means you
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Country Mart is uh, has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shale gas, including 93-ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best for boat owners. Country Mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. And congratulations to Matt Hager of Winterville. Picked up our free big uh, free Beer Friday giveaway. Rewire your taste and try a noonshine this weekend. Not your typical hard lemonade. This stuff tastes like the frozen ice you get on the boardwalk on a summer day. Goes perfectly with 999 out of 1,000 life experiences. Look for noonshine at your favorite local retailers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. We got a double here to start off the day. The double vision always seems to get the best of me. Well, North Carolina uh, took a 5-3 to three lead southeast. There's a slow dribbler to first to get the out, but they do move the runner to third base. So they have a runner in scoring position with one out, bottom of the fourth, southeast trying to make a rally here. Chandler? I've been trying to talk the whole time. What would you like to say? No, I just I, she said to start the day that threw me off. But then it also sounded like she was about to say that's a long drive, that's a long fly ball by Castellanos. Oh dear! Free Beer Friday is brought to you by Bud Light. Every day, especially game day, is better with an ice cold Bud Light. Pick up some Bud Light today at your favorite retailer. Bud Light proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. The official beer of the ECU Birds, and also. Birds. You need to rewire your taste. You know how your tastes are wired right now? You need to rewire your taste and try a noonshine this weekend. What are you thinking, people? Try a noonshine. It's not your typical hard lemonade. All right, the green goes with the red. This stuff tastes like the frozen ice you get on the boardwalk on a summer day. (laughs) It goes perfectly with 999 out of 1,000 life experiences. Look for Noonshine at your favorite local retailers today. Can I read that line? You can read whatever you want. It's a free damn country. I'm like, like I'm talking to you like just I met you on the street. All right. Dude, this stuff tastes like the frozen ice you get on the boardwalk on a summer day. I'm not even kidding you. All right. I would like to try one. Yeah, you should. How do I get it? It goes perfectly with 999 out of the 1,000 life experiences. What's the one life experience it doesn't go perfectly with? Church ah there you go church all right cool noonshine bud light and this is the cool uh folds of honor uh bud light they come in the cool uh camo case very cool all right how many times can i say cool we need to now head out to the pirate radio live line cool for a cool interview with a cool guy named mark greenhill to talk about some cool golf cool on a cool friday edition of pirate radio live it's going to be really cool greeny how you doing today 
I'm doing great, Cliff. How are you doing? Doing good. And before we talk uh, playoffs and Liv and Rory and Phil and all that, uh, we talked some golf earlier this week right here on Pirate Radio. We had former East Carolina golfer Nick Brown on the show, and Nick has qualified for the U.S. Amateur Championship, so we'll be paying attention to that at least Monday and Tuesday out in Colorado. He said he's guaranteed 36 holes, and if he can make a cut, it'll get down to stroke play and match play, uh, so we're rooting on a pirate uh, this week, uh, or coming up next week, uh, there in Denver, and uh, Greeny, is that on your golf radar at all, the uh, U.S. Amateur going on next week? Yeah, usually once they get into the match play side of things, you start playing, paying a little bit more attention uh, just to see where guys are coming from. I mean, it's been a while since we've seen like a really high top seed do well. Uh, it seems like a lot of these kids and guys just try and get through that first 36 holes, try and get into that top 64. Uh, last couple of years, too, it's been uh, it's been kind of fun where you see that there's been like two spots available and like 12 guys in a playoff for those last two spots to get into match play. So that's kind of a fun thing to watch, too, at the end of the day. I mean, sometimes it's actually spilled into the following day uh, and morning and afternoon because it's taken so long just to finally get down to those spots. I mean, two for, like 12 for two or, you know, like 15 for one. It's been incredible the last couple of years. So you, you kind of pay attention to that. And then as we start going through the match play, you see maybe who's getting hot. From the middle of the pack, we've seen like the 63 seed and the 55 seed make some runs and stuff like that. And we just saw it in the uh, in the junior amateur as well, where uh, one of the lower seeds, I think like a 50 seed or something, ended up winning the whole thing. So that's what you kind of pay attention to. And uh, Nick Brown, I like his attitude going into a greenie because he's got a job lined up. In fact, he was supposed to start next week, but they're going to allow him to play in this amateur uh, before he gets started. And he said he's he's going to hang up the clubs. And I said, well, does next week, you know, maybe change that if you, you go out and win that thing? And he's still planning on uh, hanging it up professionally and uh, just beating guys on the weekend. Uh, his buddies are, uh, you know, company retreats, uh, beating those guys in golf. But he's going out there with a very loose attitude and uh i don't know maybe that could that could help he's not playing with any pressure next week yeah those are the guys that you always worry about <laughs> because you know they played at a really high level and then they go get a job but then they go play in all of like you know the the carolina's golf association events and they <laughs> and then me i go out there you know as a 40 year old when it when i used to do that and next thing you know these guys are out there shooting six seven eight under and i'm shooting even par going man i'm getting laughed by these uh, what I call professional amateurs. So if he gets himself a nice job, he can still go play in some of the you know the state and uh, regional amateur events and still have some great success. Greeny, let's talk some playoffs. Uh, FedEx St. Jude Championship going on right now at the time of this recording. Uh, Lucas Glover uh, on top of the leaderboard, but some big names uh, there with Jordan Spieth, uh, among others. Uh, what's going on? What are you keeping an eye on this week at the St. Jude? Well, Lucas Glover was the only one that was on the outside that made it in with the win last week. He was the only one that jumped from outside of the top 70 and made it in. Now, this week is the key, too, because, you know, last week we saw 70 get in, and those 70, you know, they, they got themselves a little bit of a wiggle room for next year. But these top 50, this is where you want to be. You want to make sure that you're inside the top 50 because when you start looking at some of these, uh, you know, elevated events that they're going to have next year, it's going to start filling those fields with the 50 guys from the FedEx Cup playoffs. 
there's this whole new concept clip. You've got some, you got the, some 10 list, you got a swing five list. You got, so you got all these different lists that are going to be happening and moving parts next year. But these 50 guys that make it into next week from this week, they're guaranteed spots in those big events next year. And those events are going to have only a, a few events, the invitationals, like the Arnold Palmer, the Genesis, which is Tiger's event, the Arnold Palmer event, and then Jack's event, those are going to have still 36-hole cuts, and they're going to cut to low 50 in ties, and anybody within 10 shots, they'll lead. Now, when you look at something like the Wells Fargo Championship, is still going to be one of those more elevated events. They will actually be a no-cut event. So anybody that starts on Thursday will finish on Sunday, no matter what they're shooting. So these 50 guys are going to make up both of those sets of fields. So it's very important for these guys to make sure that they're inside of that 50. And man, Lucas Glover right now, uh, you know, if he wins again this week, he's projected to move all the way up from number three. So being on the outside looking in all the way up to potentially number three in two weeks for Lucas Glover. Good stuff. Mark Greenheld, Golf Shop Radio Show, uh, joining us today uh, here on Pirate Radio Live. Got that going on this weekend. The big news of the week, if you want to call it that, the biggest story involving a golfer was the Phil Mickelson gambling news. Uh, and, uh, the man, the thing that stood out to me, he made 43 Major League Baseball bets in one day. That, that's, that sounds impossible. Uh, but he was really getting after it. Also, the, the fact that he uh, apparently tried to bet on a Ryder Cup that he was playing in, which led... Rory McIlroy uh, to delivering the well he can bet uh, on this year's event because he won't be playing in it line so uh, what do you think about all that stuff that came out this week Greeny? Well it's interesting we've known for a while that Phil was a big gambler we didn't yeah. know the magnitude of it um, and you know again this is going to come back to a he said versus he said you know who's telling the truth who's lying I thought it was very interesting that Phil said I never bet on a Ryder Cup and it's interesting that the guy who's claiming that he he actually tried to, but right. nobody, but he wouldn't do the bet for him. So technically, Phil's right because the bet never got made, at least through that avenue. But the fact that maybe you were actually trying to do it, I think, is the issue at hand here, and he's not really answering that particular question. Um, and then it's funny that he also came out because him and Bryson were doing some kind of behind-the-scenes thing showing that they are gambling still in the golf course. So it's kind of a weird whole dilemma. And, you know, it is funny that Phil is the story that keeps on giving to us in the media. <laughs> that is true. Uh, no doubt about that. Mark Greenheld's joining us. Greeny, what do you guys have planned for Saturday's edition of the Golf Shop Radio Show? Well, this is going to be an interesting one because we're going to be fluid as we go. We're going to still check in with Bill Bender, the Sporting News, get our latest uh, who's moving where. No movement for the ACC, no movement for those four stranded on a desert island Pac-12 teams. Uh, we're going to talk to Vince Pellegrino and preview next week's playoff event, the BMW Championship. And then we're going to talk to uh, Tom Gorman, who's our man that's kind of been following Live for us. And there's an outside chance that we are either going to get Bubba Watson or Peter Uline, who are live golfers. One of them is going to try and call into the show. And then we're going to check in with our uh, Memphis affiliate, Eli Savoy. And he's going to be boots on the ground there at the FedEx St. Jude Classic. So lots of golf and a little bit of college football. And we'll see what else we throw in there. Awesome stuff, Greeny. We'll, uh, we'll talk more football with you coming up next week as we get closer and closer to kickoff. Have a great show on Saturday. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, Cliff. Have a good one. Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. Let's take another break. We'll come back. 
scoreboard update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Winterville is going to get the second out of the top of the fifth. They trail five to four. And when we return, a live softball watch along. I love it. And we'll do that to wrap up the this show. Is our, this is our preseason watch along. We need to get a run across somehow, some way. Down by one right now is Winterville to the other North Carolina team out of Rowan. Rowan? I always say it wrong. Rowan? I thought it was Salisbury. 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 Rowan County. There you go. All right. Uh, we will talk about that and more when we return Pirate Radio Live on a Friday after CM Punk's theme song. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a mixed day for the stock market to round out the week. The Dow was up 105 points at 35,281. The NASDAQ dropped 76 points, however, at 13,644. S&P wrapped up the week down four points at 4,464. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, looking at the preseason games coming up tonight. Packers at Bengals. What kind of scoreboard is that? Uh, Buccaneer Music Home. Falcons at Dolphins. Steelers at Bucks. Commanders at Browns. Other two games involving some Pirates. Gi- uh, Giants at Lions. Ryan Jones. Uh, going to be involved in that one. And then Broncos and Cardinals. We're talking about a guy like who, Chandler? Jaquan McMillan. A guy like Jaquan Like Jaquan McMillan. Uh, coming up Saturday, Colts and Bills. <laughs> Titans. Titans! Touchdown! Titans! And Browns, the Jets, Panthers coming up on Saturday. Uh, Jags and Cowboys, Eagles, Ravens, Chargers, Rams. Coming up, uh, who did I miss there? When I, oh, Eagles, Ravens, 7 o'clock NFL Network. We'll see if Keaton Mitchell gets any action. Uh, coming up Sunday, Chiefs, Saints, and they saved the best for last. Isaiah Winstead going to put on a show when the Raiders play the 49ers. I'm just out there making plays. Who's he going to play with? Is he going to play with Sam Darnold, or is he going to play with Brock Purdy? Who's he going to play with? I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty good, though. That was pretty good. You do a good Isaiah Winston. Who's, hey, who's the running back? I don't even know his name. I just know his <laughs> oh. number. Oh, Shirley's ahead of us. What's about to happen? What's she doing in there? <laughs> What's that Shirley doing? What's that Shirley's You'll doing? You'll All right. Here is the pitch. Here's the pitch. Oh, my goodness. That is a high. It is. Go, 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 go,
Alright. Alright, so now we I can react. Alright, thank you, Shirley. Right. Everybody awesome. say thank you now, to Shirley. Thank, thank you, Shirley. Shirley. Now we're on the same page. Alright, here we go, girls. Hey, let's, let's go, oh, let's wait, wait, go wait, girls. Wait, wait. Oh. We got a bunch. Oh. We got a Wow. Let's go, girls. Unsuccessful sacrifice bunt. I, I saved that a while back and never told you to play it, Shirley. Well, let's, let's go, go girls. girls. And it was for this let's moment. Let's go, girls. Ah, they tried to sack bunt, but the pitcher, I wonder if she meant to push it down the first baseline. Yeah. And she didn't Man. quite get it there. Salisbury right, has that's a fine. six foot eight first baseman. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's six we'll foot. see who's she at the bat. 12, 12 years old. She is foot. the Bryce Harmon of 12, 12 U softball. All right. Infield's in. That third baseman is a very shot down Oh, line. now, if she lays down a bunt, there's a chance. She's Aurora. the fastest on oh, yeah. the team. Yeah, but we got to get that running. <sighs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Is this Aurora? Yeah. Yes, this is Aurora. Live from Aurora, Aurora Illinois. Taking a deep breath. Y'all are still ahead of us a little bit. For no. sure, in terms of what do you turkeys got cooked up for a little bit? Uh, serious, serious. Aurora Edwards, two walks, two runs scored. Serious man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on. See that? Mm, Y'all are ahead. It's like I didn't do anything. Can you do a Joey? Joey, stop I can't it! Suppress my feelings. <laughs> well, come in here. Watch it with us. Okay. Yeah. Come on in. The Sit water's right down. Fine. Baby, let your hair hang down. It is North Carolina 5, Winterville 4. That's right. We're taking on the whole state of North Carolina. No. No. I hate how late their calls are. I knew that was going to be a strike. You knew that? I knew he was going to call it a That's strike. That's a huge flex. Look, I know Little League softball umpiring, okay? <laughs> I've never done it before, and I never will. Oh, here we go. Devontae Adams is okay. Man, this is... We need this right here. We need this right here. Oh, oh is that but deep look, enough? A little deep. Yes. A little blooper. Yeah, go. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Top on game, baby. Sag fly. What a piece of hitting. Cult of personality. Aurora Edwards gets it done. Let's go, girls. Hey, what's this guy talking about? What is he challenging? Is he challenging that she left early? What's the bear doing? Bears. Huh? Boo. I don't understand. Help the bear! All right, did the tag? Oh, no. no. Wait, how do y'all even see? They're pointing at it immediately. Immediately. Hold on. You're going to be able to find out here. Oh, no. Boom. Ah, she's good. She's good. good. You sure? Oh, yeah. She's good. Yeah, that coach immediately came out of the dugout. I think that's early. And even if that's way too close. Well, I mean, they overturned the call that we thought was a little close earlier, too. They're going to look yeah, at it, but what angle can help them out? What angle can help them kind of decipher? This is where... What, well, you know? here's the thing. The one that they overturned was the potential double play that Southeast executed. Yeah. This is where oh, we need man. to... Here we go. Stay. Stay. Uh, off. Yeah. Oh, it's close. Oh yeah, she uh, she left early. If that's synced up properly, yep. 
see this is where we need to institute our home field advantage and have scooter and wine guards like pouring gasoline just, on the replay monitors. i think it was just a half second too soon what a bummer that Boy. is going to absolutely oh, it's going to be devastating wilson, wilson reiner it's going to change our lives forever oh 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 what do we have here listen buddy oh i need you to calm down buddy don't talk to me like that buddy (laughs) wait are they saying they can't review it coach coach it's not the time for this right now coach get in your dugout coach uh, (laughs) keep going here's here's another thing do they are they limited on the amount of challenges that they can make Listen, Coach, you ran out of challenges, Coach. We can't do it right now, Coach. Well, whatever he said that this coach is not happy with. Well, he shouldn't be. Look, I mean, look Coach, I'm just trying to get out of here, go to tiebreakers, get me a nice... Uh, coach, I'm going to get behind this play right now and if you don't let me call this game. Oh, gosh. Wow, I guess we caught a break there. Oh, oh wow, man. it stands. It stands. Way to go, Wilson Rayner. Way to go, Scooter and Weingart. Yeah! They fudge the tape. <laughs> Weingart's is like, oh, Scooter. <laughs> Scooter, uh, throw away the tape. Throw away the tape. They can't look at All it right, up. is this 27 or you, 17? You can't That's stop doing impressions. <laughs> it is the sickness. It is. I'm down with the sickness. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shirley, we got to take our last break. Oh, already? How's everybody doing? We got a tie ball game. Five to five in the fifth. Tie. 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 We'll uh, take a break, wrap it up. We'll see if Southeast can scratch across a go-ahead run here in the bottom of the fifth inning. New England and Puerto Rico coming up next. Woo! I'm off Puerto Rico! You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Getting ready to wrap it up? We are wrapping it up. We got a tie ball game right down the road at Stalling Stadium. Southeast and North Carolina tied at five, top of the sixth, one out. And uh, two outs away from getting the chance to walk it off are the uh, Winterville All-Stars. All right, thanks for tuning in today. Make sure you're logged into our social media this weekend. We'll be out at ECU Scrimmage, uh, football scrimmage coming up tomorrow. So stay tuned for pictures, video, audio, and more. For Shirley Rhodes, Joey. Vamos Puerto Rico. Chan Man. I'm Clip Rock. We will talk to you Monday, 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.